Hello and welcome to another hey. episode of the podcast for the recently deceased. Episode 12. Um, it is International Women's Day. And the last few weeks um, of episodes, we have had a really interesting coincidental... Um, either the movies have been linked really well or uh, some kind of style has, has like has really you know, been brought together with, with the films we've been talking about. Yeah. And <clears throat> no, we didn't know that today was International Women's Day. And tonight's uh, two films were both uh, written and directed by women, uh, starring women. Uh, yeah. these, are, these are female-led horror films, um, totally done by accident, but a, a nice coincidence uh, that we happen to be discussing them today. Yeah, when we originally had scheduled them together after adjusting what we were planning on doing uh they're both tagged as comedy thriller horrors and so that was the original impetus for us combining the two and they're both new uh and that was the other um point we've been eyeing fresh up for a long time and then scary just kind of hit shutter at the right time or was it shutter yeah i think it was shutter yeah it's shutter yep yeah uh, and so we thought, yeah, it'll be a good pairing because of that um, comedic element in the horror film. And that's a good point. That'll be something that we talk about because they both utilize it in very different ways. They do. They do indeed. Uh, so tonight, to kick things off, we are going to start with The Scary of 61st, uh, an independent um, comedy horror, uh, as they say, or as they describe mm -hmm. it. That is what they say. Um, <laughs> uh, directed by Dasha Nekrasova, written by Dasha Nekrasova and Madeline Quinn, also starring those two, and Betsy Brown. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, this movie was... I'm going to use the word good, but the word good here is is... It's a loose interpretation of the word good. <laughs> As, <laughs> All right. as in the film was bad, but I enjoyed it, and by the end of our discussion, I think if you like this type of, of film, you'll enjoy it too, and, you know, by calling it good, you know, maybe you, you'll go watch it and enjoy it as well. All right, fair enough. Right? Uh, it's definitely, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what we're, you know, we're going to talk about it. And obviously, I don't know, a film like this, I think, can't help but have, uh, not necessarily polarizing, but I went into this one blind. What about you? Completely blind. Yeah. So, again, uh, we mentioned that we should just make it part of our boilerplate intro. Um, this will be a spoiler-laden uh dialogue that we're having here about these two films so see them before you watch us uh talk about them so because we're gonna get into this uh 61st i knew nothing about and there's subject matter that is extremely delicate for some people uh they do q a's and screenings of this film and they kind of like mention something like this could elicit uh, certain responses and like and during viewings like some people will get out some people are gasping uh, some people are just really into it uh, for the art piece that it is. And so I think that's by design. Uh, but because of the nature of the kind of film that it is, it's going to have a very uh, polarizing reaction from critics and audiences like, and that's what you can kind of see as far as where it's at on IMDb and on Rotten Tomatoes and other 
and affiliates. Yeah, yeah. It seems to get like an average of a five across the board. Lots of ones, lots of tens. Um, the ones calling it disgusting, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, and that's once again the delicate subject matter. The tens calling it beautiful art, craft, and and you know, and honestly, I I land right in the middle. Um, you know, just just enjoying um, this uh, what is like an exploitation movie um, done in in a, in today's setting, um, and and it's interesting to see because we just don't get these kinds of movies anymore yeah uh it that's definitely something that i think i like about it too but my um my background is as an artist i have went to school for fine arts i've completed a you know formal training in that in that realm and you talk about pieces of art all the time with your peers and there are certain artists that have a certain way of presenting their work or discussing their work that I find as sort of condescending or they want to think it's high concept, high end type intellectual stuff. And it's really just shit that they want to work around the perimeter of a topic and not really address what it's about or what it's evoking or have any answers. It's just asking questions. And they're sort of like a bystander to this thing that they made that's now everyone has forced to interact with. Right. And I thought of that idea whenever I was watching this because I have a little bit of, of uh, mistrust with the filmmaker in this. That the way that it's done makes me question their intent and what they want me to feel and how important what they're saying is both like outside of the film as a context and of what it's talking about, the subject matter but then also like the way that they're addressing it as filmmakers and the, the genre like you mentioned, like uh, hearkening back to a, to an older style of um, sex exploitation or, or horror in general. So right. I have skepticism about it and right. it was, it's just a weird thing that you sit with after it's done. You All right. With the feel. All right. So we've been speaking in a lot of generalities <laughs> uh, that, the audience has no idea, so here we go. Uh, why is this movie so quote-unquote controversial? Um, it starts off, a, uh, a realtor is showing these two women a, uh, an apartment, and it's a, it's a great deal, and it's on yep. the Upper East Side. And uh, I, you, you get the... <clears throat> You get the feeling that the they know each other, that they're actually good friends. According right. to according to something I read, though, it said that they met those two characters meet during this roommate search for apartment. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it doesn't uh, feel like that at all. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's right either. Well, because then they're going to have an argument at the linen store, and it seems like they have a history there because like, they're one right. shocked about their disinterest in sticking around. So right. Well, they could they could also be like the they could also be recently roommates and, and have just found this new place yeah. together. So, but what whatever that doesn't matter. Um, so they end up taking it. Right. Um, uh, and our two leads are Noel, uh, the brunette, and Addie, the blonde. Uh, in this, if you're picturing the two characters. Right. Sure. Uh, so and, and Noel was one of the writers. Um, yes. The later, uh, yeah, later a character called the girl is the director and the other writer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so right away um, they're just kind of unpacking. Oh, also the the it's kind of a it's not a railroad apartment, but the bedrooms are situated like railroad apartments are, where you have to walk through one bedroom to get to the other bedroom. So the other bedroom has its own exit to the hallway. Mm-hmm. They set this up at this point um, because it's gonna matter. Oh, yeah. In, in that anything in this movie matters. <laughs> uh, the, well, no, I mean, it, uh, from what I heard, it was a pretty neat twist. Uh, apparently, the apartment was owned by, uh, is it Mark Rappaport? The, the the guy that plays, yeah. Oh, Mark Rappaport. Uh, Mark Rappaport. Greg, right? Greg plays Greg. Greg. Yeah, he apparently it was his mother's apartment, I think, that they were oh. kind enough to let them uh, take over and do what they wanted to do. Or, oh. you know, so that's kind of neat. Because clearly this is a low-budget thing. Uh, so, yeah, you're being introduced yeah. to characters. Uh, the interesting thing from the start is they're focusing on the architectural details and the original shots of this film. So you're kind of just seeing New York, all the different little uh, statuettes, uh, sculptures that are on the relief of all the buildings. And I did like, it was like from the get-go, you see the window and you see, I think it's Noel looking out at the city. And it's it's a classic shot that you see in a lot of, older horror films where you just slowly get to the action of the house or where it's taking place and you see a character looking off into the skyline like and it's just evoking that feeling and sentiment yeah i i did love all the 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 shots uh throughout the whole movie and and they they used film 16 millimeter it's grainy it's definitely not an effect i didn't know that beforehand uh and i spent like the first half of the movie going is that film yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or is that a fact? Yeah, because, because you see, you see like the graininess of it, but then like you start to more frequently notice all of the blips and like uh, hairs, yeah. and tears in the film. Like I remember, there's some spots that are like have dead spots up in the yeah. corner up here. Yeah, there was that. Yeah, one scene that had a had a dot, the whole scene, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is definitely film. Yeah. So and and, and it, it is beautiful because of that and the effects that occur from that you right away know to respect it more to like look at it more as a as a piece of art it also meaningful it it also definitely helped the film feel like uh like a 70s shock sexploitation movie which which assuming that's what they were going for i'm going to go ahead and assume that's what they were going for because that's how i enjoyed it yeah i'm Um, always of the mindset that it's these are intentional decisions you're the artist making it and so like that's they are um, so so the film green uh, shooting on sixty millimeter definitely helped with that effect, give that kind of feel to the film. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so their first night, they're unpacking and talking, and there's uh, they get shocked as a buzzer is buzzing their front door, and they look outside, mm-hmm. and it's a girl. It happens to be the girl. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And they say she looks like a Jehovah's Witness, and that they that they should hide from so she doesn't see her in the window. And then they yeah. go, they go about their night. Yeah, but Noel does catch her, or Addie does catch her eye and sees her before she ducks behind the the yeah. curtains and all that. Uh, they're drinking uh, room temp white claws. Room temp. And so, white if claws. you had any illusion about when this was taking place, because it's sort of ambiguous at the start, the minute those white claws at the table, you know uh, this is a modern. Yes, 20-something uh, apartment. <laughs> and for anyone who, um, you know, is into, like, beer culture White Claw? or White Claw, <laughs> they were 19.2s. They were not 12-ounce cans. These ladies were drinking tall boys. <laughs> yeah. Doing it fucking right. 
Um, I mean, if you're going to drink something pedestrian and garbage, yeah. uh, like a White Claw, at least get the fucking tall boy. At least get the big one, right? Um, so they go to bed, and right away, um, the supernatural occurs. Um, Bet, is it Betsy? Uh, Betsy Brown, Bet- yeah. Addie, yeah. Uh, the actress who plays Addie, has a nightmare. Um... And she wakes up screaming. She doesn't really know where she is. And then we just like cut to them in the store already in the morning. I think, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're just they're just shopping for the new apartment. And she's telling um, Noel about the nightmare. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, that she was like bound with blue and white vinyl rope and some other things. Yeah, she wanted to sleep with no with Noel because uh, she didn't. I don't know if she did, right. felt weird or whatever, but so, she's like, you got an air mattress, you're fine. Right, right. She had to sleep on the air mattress, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're in the store, and this is where, so we already, there was a beat with the realtor where um, they ask for the apartment to be cleaned, and he's like, well, what's the matter? <laughs> you don't have a broom. Don't you have a broom? <laughs> uh, and, like, I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was just like, okay, it's just like an obvious, like, on the nose, like, joke. It's sexism. Got it. Yeah, I didn't think it was particularly funny, but like that kind of humor, deadpan, to be comedic value is really the theme of the movie. Whenever it's delivered, it's that's how it's delivered. Yeah, and it's either you appreciate it or you don't, and uh, this is heightened by uh, the character that's now going to be introduced uh, soon, where they talk about uh, the boyfriend Greg. Right. And the other thing, right out the gate, pretty quickly, trigger warning: uh, the character goes, "He's retarded." Or yeah. he's a retard, yeah. and the other girl's like, "I agree, he is retarded." He and it's is like retarded. twice back to back, like that's it's it's not that it's shocking, but I was like, man, usually the people aren't cool about just throwing that in there for like not really much meaning. It's just kind of like yeah. in there, and it doesn't. It's, eh, it's yeah. tasteless, I guess, and maybe that's the point. Yeah, I'm so okay. So the. Let's talk about the actors for a second. Um, okay. The three female leads are all pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Betsy Brown, the best performance uh, in the in the film, uh, and then the writer, the the two writers, and the director Dasha. Um, so Noel and the girl characters, mm-hmm. they're pretty good. Um, you know, Greg's terrible, and a couple other side characters are pretty are you know obviously bad. Um, but but you expect bad acting from uh, you know independent low budget movies and it doesn't deliver. Now the dialogue between these two girls does feel extremely natural. Like as they talk to each other, um, it's it's almost not even like the science of screenwriting here. This is this feels like an actual conversation people talking normally and 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 like candidly with each other you're about, talking with noel and Addie. yeah yeah like right. all the, all their all their conversations felt felt very very like fly on the wall realistic um as opposed to like here's your your hollywood cans you know uh, dialogue for shopping in a shopping center like mm-hmm. this, is how, this is how you talk and you're Say, telling a story and an anecdote and a, and a punchline and it was didn't flow like that at all it was it was very casual 
very realistic. And yeah, okay, the, so the comedy was deadpan and it was mean. It was cruel uh, because yeah. it, because it was at the expense of other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the way you would talk trash about your retarded boyfriend. Right. <laughs> like, you know, so I found, you know, this a little charming. Like, to be in the movie and to have, have actual good acting in this, like, low-budget indie flick, um, I I enjoyed. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I did kind of cringe at, at the use of the word ret- retarded. Um, I also cringed at the use of the word faggot, which I think, yeah. was, I think was also, like, twice in the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Referencing Greg, the boyfriend. Yeah, ta- once again, talking about Greg. Um, and I don't think for comedic value when they when they dropped that bomb, uh, they were just insulting him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, yeah I'm, I definitely am sold on Betsy Brown's performance. I, however, am not sold on either Madeline or Dasha's performance, unless it's intentionally meant to be like, yeah, these are just two dumb fucking people, because that's how they they are to me. In in a lot of this movie, they're both just dumb yeah no noelle was like i like the cold bitchy friend um and then the girl comes in and she's almost the same personality yeah yeah when they they, yeah they mirror each other exactly and which is why they kind of get caught up in this um gay romance uh, while hunting um is it time to say it? <laughs> yeah, the the elephant that hung himself. The elephant in the, in the movie. The of the room. <laughs> so, uh, so for some reason, the girl is doing a report on the Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> a report? Or, or an invest- she's investigating. She's investigating. You make it sound like she's in fucking middle school. Yeah, <laughs> you got it a report. Or or, or college. <laughs> She's investigating the Jeffrey Epstein um, cases. Yeah, uh, his his murder or you know apparent suicide, um, and that's why she's so interested in the apartment. The apartment was owned by Jeffrey Epstein, and it's yeah. on it's on Sixty First Street. Is why mm-hmm. um, the scary of Sixty First, right? So yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we're having some digressions here. Um, yeah, yeah. We're like that's we're, fine. We're, like we're like five minutes into the movie. <laughs> I know. So do you want to? But I mean, that's really what it is, and like, but that's the thing. That's what begins it. So they're in the the one thing comedic wise. I will mention. Like, I did think it was funny. Uh, they offer um, right away. Noel is already mentioning in the uh, linen store to Addie how she doesn't plan on really sticking her. She might not. She might just move out or do something else. And Addie's like, wait, what, right. what the fuck are you talking about? I, yeah, we, we, we just, just moved in. Together. Yeah, we just moved in. She's like, I'm just a whatever. She's like, why don't you live with Greg? And <laughs> real quick, she's like, what? No. Like, it's just a funny moment. To me, that was a funny line. Because uh, he was like, hey. He's standing <laughs> yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah. So, because he meets him at the store. So I did th- enjoy that. Um, so yeah, let's rush back uh, to the apartment. Uh, because it happens shortly thereafter, I think maybe she goes over to uh, Greg's for the night or whatever because she right. um, has to, or she's moving 
she's Greg's gonna help her move, so she leaves to help move uh, some shit. Because remember, they're loading boxes into his car and stuff, and that's why Noelle's alone in the apartment when the other girl comes. Right, right. And so Noelle and the other girl are having their, they're doing uh, speed, and and unraveling the mystery of the Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy theories, while. Um, Greg turns, uh, I keep forgetting, Addy, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Greg, Greg turns Addy down for sex because he's playing a stupid video game on his computer mm-hmm. and, and then has another nightmare. Now, this nightmare right. is this nightmare's extra weird because it's actually not a nightmare. She actually does this, this thing. You think it's a nightmare at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens at his house and not at the apartment. Right. So she goes to this doorway, um, which is not her building. It's a different mm-hmm. building. Yeah. And middle uh, of the night. Middle of the night. She's just yep. uh, sleepwalking. Sleepwalking, right? She's uh, she's in like sleepwear, so it's like an oversized t-shirt and shorts, maybe a pair of Greg's boxers or something, right? And. Uh, <laughs> She gets to the doorway and she's she's kind of giggling and acting like like a schoolgirl, uh, and then she masturbates pretty aggressively in her shorts, and and there's a there's a like the JE the JE like stuck onto the building like ornate letters, and she like she literally just rubs her cum on it <laughs> like like stick, she's got sticky fingers and she just. Rubs it on the JE, and uh, then she then she comes home or she goes back to Greg's, and uh, so we thought we you know I'm like this is a nightmare obviously, and uh, yeah, she, she she opens the window, ejaculate. yeah she opens the window and he's there sleeping, yeah so so he kind she kind of just crawls in over him and goes to bed and then we go back to Noel and now they have this whole night together before yeah he comes back to Greg's, where right. so. And, like, that's why, right here, their whole relationship is just founded on, like, the most absurd premise. Like, so this random girl comes in. She barges into the apartment. I'm investigating Jeffrey Epstein. This apartment was owned by him. There's all kinds of crazy shit going on. You need to care about this. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, and then she... She's like, I do care about it. She gets a follower. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you're right. You got me. And, like, now they're best buds. She's spending the fucking night. They're doing speed together. Yeah. researching watching jeffrey epstein the videos and they use drone footage the drone footage from investigating his island the actual footage that exists in real life yeah is in the movie yeah. and they're going through different searches to find this like they're in this rabbit hole of conspiracy theory and like they're, the dialogue back and forth between them is just like it's dumb to me like these are dumb people like why are you wrapped up in this and like what is the point i get it like yes that this is a real thing but how, what what are you gonna do with anything that you're researching? What's to be done? Once again, um, I I would like to 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 point out that the dialogue, in my opinion, was very natural. That it was. It, yeah, I it, get it, that. It, it, it felt and like just stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Everything they said was dumb. Absolutely, I'm not disputing that. But it, it felt like I was watching like two two guys a high on coke like right yeah like, yeah yeah. you know it would be cool if we built this you know, okay, yeah 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 yeah. and then like them yeah. just going back and forth feeding off each other's insanity right. while you know while high on coke yeah and um so they're, they're they're like taking little 
Adderall or some shit and put it in yeah, the water. Yeah, they call it something it else, but it's more yeah. or less Adderall. And I mean, I look, I'll be honest, I can relate. There was a period of time in grad school when I did this. I was them. I get that. I was their age. We stayed up all night taking Adderall and making art and talking about crazy shit. So I can't knock it <laughs> in that sense. Right. You know? once, so, yeah. So once again, um, you know, the premise and plot of this film are you know, completely nonsensical. Um, what I enjoyed from the film was the, was the camera work. I, lo- I loved how natural the dialogue was. I, I really did like the one performance. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we'll get into some more of the shock here in a bit. Yeah. Right, well, yeah, so because right after so, it does okay. this overnight thing, it cuts back to right. uh, Greg and Addie. I think they do sleep together, the uh, Noel and the girl, right away. That right? night? Is that yeah. when it happens? Yeah. Yeah. So then Yeah, it, like, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, yeah, there's they do in-your-face type overt sex acts. Like, the, the masturbating at the doorsteps, you're like, whoa, right. that's not yeah. something you just see every day. Right. With, especially with a, a female uh, actor so aggressively. Yeah, she's, right. she's she's aggressive. She's really going at it. Like uh, I'm usually told, you know, tone it down a little bit. The uh, the lesbian sex scene was also, I mean, with, without even having very much nudity, was also very graphic. Um, mm-hmm. With you know some just just good camera work, like just showing you know here's some stuff you probably haven't seen unless unless you watch a lot of you know art arts, yeah, or, artsy. Or it, I guess yeah yeah. yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> I should watch some art, some artsy porn, you know, because um, yeah. Anyway, so we get back to Greg's uh, place in the in the morning, and they're like, it doesn't even. There's there's like no segue. It's just them having sex yeah. doggy style, um, and she looks like so bored, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, he's like pushing himself off the wall, and he's like, I'm so tall, I could have been in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, he's just beat her on the wall. He's yeah, like, yeah, he's just saying some weird stuff, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and she and she starts to do that that kid voice that we got from the night before. Yeah, it's and, not super overt, but she starts to ask him to say certain things. Yeah, she starts to ask him to say things. She's like, "Tell me, tell me, we're fucking in a seven forty seven. Tell me we're in a Boeing seven forty seven. So he says it. And she, now she gets even more into it, and once again mm-hmm. she's she's using this like kid this like yeah now kid, it really starts voice. to heighten it yeah. and she's also like sucking her thumb going back and forth from sucking her thumb and not sucking her thumb and uh and she asks for some more stuff and he's like what and then she gets this like demonic growl fuck me like i'm a 13 year old girl <laughs> and he's like he's like no and like completely dead stopped like what the fuck she's like now insulted and can't remember saying or doing what she's yeah she doesn't know what she said yeah yeah, yeah. she has no idea she's saying, Man, like yeah. why are you stopping what are you doing yeah and um so he just he just leaves you know she's like he tells her to get the fuck out he yeah, tells, yeah. she has to do the walk of shame and yeah the, either i think it, i can't remember if it was still nighttime or if it was morning by then so she's very like she's obviously very upset to be rejected by greg as well and doesn't know why so she goes she goes home and has um, this this really really bizarre. Um, now, before we talk about the next scene, we have to go back a little bit. They talked about the Prince Edward stuff and the royal family yeah. stuff during the Jeffrey Epstein investigation rabbit hole night. 
Yeah, because that's all the same thing. So if you know anything about Jeffrey Epstein, everyone that's associated with it, as far as Jillian Maxwell and, you know, Prince Andrew, that's all the thing. So now this day of events, kind of how we were going back and forth between uh, Greg and Addie and Noelle and the girl in the evening, we're we're doing that during the day now. And so now they're on the street continuing their investigation. They even see someone who they think is Ghislaine Maxwell. Or no. they, or I think they act, say or, it is. They say it is. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. It's a fucking lady. It's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, all right. So then, but she's at home having this crazy Prince uh, Edward. Um, Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew. Um, like meltdown. Like meltdown. Like mm-hmm. a picture of him and a, this woman, I'm assuming his wife. <laughs> And she's like crying, screaming at it. Um, there's like torn up pictures of of the royal family everywhere, of Prince Andrew everywhere. She's masturbating all over the place. Uh, pu- <laughs> like no, she, like like she's pu- blood. blood. She's, she's put, a, she pulls a, her hand out of her pants. It's covered in blood. She s- bell. smears it there's all over she- the woman. <laughs> There's the royal, like, honoring of the wedding or whatever, the bell that she has, and that's got blood all over it. And there's also fruit and other shit on the floor, as if it is, like, sort of like a, a seance yeah. type setting, sort of like satanic or, or witchcraft-type yeah. stuff, where it's like you're using natural elements. And that's sort of also referenced because she's, um, when they first get the apartment, she's smudging. And I and I thought yeah. of uh, I thought of you and, uh, and Pete. For a yeah. <laughs> I, I like that they also do go to a magic shop. I thought that was. I funny. know, which was awesome. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, the kind of people that this is speaking to are the kind of people that are into that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> also, uh, there was another reference there to yeah. There was the fruit and oh right, there was there's the spoon. So apparently yeah. somehow mail comes. Oh, teaspoon, baby spoon. Uh, right. To but Noel gets it and it was meant for Addie and it's a it's a little tea baby spoon. And yeah, the, the girl the girl reco- the girl recognizes it and goes and she's Noel's like what is that? She's like ask your roommate. <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh okay all right yeah um yeah because I guess the, the, what they're saying is Addie ordered it she wanted the spoon she ordered it off the internet or whatever or maybe it just arrived for her because again. The whole idea of her now embodying the spirit of a 13-year-old girl who was murdered That is by... fawning, but is now has a, a, a Stockholm Syndrome-type affection for Prince Andrew now. Right, And Jeffrey right. Epstein. And was murdered in the apartment, assumedly, but, like, definitely love, like, loves... Yeah, the, very those, odd. Like, those two Again, are, are lots awesome. of questions and lots of things that you might... Ponder upon, but like it, nothing's really ever finalized and yeah. addressed aside from the fact that this kind of weird stuff happened. Right, right. Okay, so they go on their day adventure and then they come home to Addie stirring tea with milk in it uh, <laughs> um, with that, that baby spoon. And you know, how did you get that when it was in the girl's pocket? the whole time is said mm-hmm. but she she doesn't really answer the question because she's like completely gone full on child uh spirit at this point and she's yeah. just she's just basically mumbling baby talk um yeah, uh, yeah it's, 
really fucking weird, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but she pulls it off. I mean, she maintains. She doesn't ever get oh. too over the top and like too absurd. And uh, it just it it still works, you know. Yeah, her performance it it was excellent. Like, yeah, script weird, plot bad, great performance. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we are coming up on the climax already here. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Sorry. yeah, it's all right. Uh, what happens? Um, I mean, a, a lot of shit starts to go down. I don't remember how it leads to it because I stopped watching. I stopped taking notes after a certain point because I was like, I'm just gonna experience this because there's not a. I've I've got it. Right. They are beating you over the head so much with the Epstein stuff and yeah, this 13 year old girl and all the masturbatory scenes the. The drugging of them and doing all the investigation, like I got it. Right. Um, I guess we did glaze over th- th- that Noel and the girl stop at the magic shop. Oh sure, sure. And uh, and yeah. oh, they, they just I, they, they found those two tarot cards in the house. Tarot cards, yeah. yeah they, one was the sun, yeah, which references the island which Epstein had. Look at he had that big mosaic. Yeah. And the, the other sun. one was the sword, and it had the, the five, sword. It had and the that's five. what. Um, had the five points on it or something? Yeah, that was the one that was in Addie's stuff, and they yeah. show the shopkeeper there, who's pretty cool. I actually enjoyed him. He was kind of yeah. funny. He was uh, like he was very like, standoffish, but they're like, "Tell us what these mean." He's like, "They mean you have to get out of your house right now, and more importantly, <laughs> get out of my shop too." <laughs> yeah, but uh, then he's like, uh, "This obsidian will protect you." Yeah, and he hands them a fucking piece of volcanic nice rock, piece of rock yeah. to to take as a as a token to to ward off whatever is gonna befall them right little did we know uh, that the the piece of obsidian would be the smoking gun yeah well and so <laughs> at some point uh the girl tries to convince noel that they have to get rid of addy that right. she's somehow already far gone like that she's starting to put things together she's somehow connected and you, you right. gotta get rid of her in some kind of way right so so there's like a there's like a basement they call it a basement yes. but it's like yeah. a, it's like around a corner a room and mm-hmm. um well it is downstairs but yeah yeah so yeah. is this this is Addie and the girl are having a confrontation here well Addie is down there doing her worshiping right and uh and Noel no, the girl. Is conf- the, the girl. The girl is her. confronting her. The girl confronts her because Noel. Right. Noel's the one who kills her, I think. Right. Because. Yes. Correct, yes. Because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The girl confronts her, and uh, so Eddie takes like, her out. Gets her doing a couple slams of the head against something, and yeah, and then Noel Noel comes out with a knife and stabs her a whole bunch of times in a very yeah. very low budge bloody stab scene, which which I thought was cool. It's actually a pretty good kill. Oh, yeah. It was really cool. I mean, I'm pretty sure she was holding a shard of glass. And so it's like, okay, I mean, your hand is obliterated, but whatever. It's fine. It's a movie. Right, right. (laughs) Um, So then... uh, It was a cool kill. It was a cool kill. So now now the girl is relieved, and Noelle is, you know, just killed her friend and doesn't really show much remorse for it, except for they... They move into another room, like the main room. Well, or uh, 
Is this where the piano comes in already? Yeah, well, it does. Noel goes back uh, upstairs. Right. And you see the realtor at the piano. Yeah. And the Noel says, it's done. Right. And we're like, okay, so they don't they don't tell you anything. They don't mm-hmm. answer any questions. Uh, you know, it felt to me like maybe Jeffrey Epstein's soul was in this body. And this is uh, and this is just, you know, them continuing their thing, doing what they do. And who knows who's occupying Noel or if Noel's been a part of it the whole time. That would be a one huge coincidence in my mind if that if that were true. Right. Um, somehow though the girl, uh, the girl comes to the girl comes she to she goes back up to the apartment to find um Noel to find and Noel. they have a, a battle and they fight and then this one yeah. um the girl hits her in the head with the obsidian and kills her. Yeah. And then she runs to the only person in the entire city she knows for help. Which happens yep. to be Greg? Like, how does she not know yeah. other people or have her who's own? Who's about who's about uh, to make a sweet deal with a redhead? Uh, yeah, yeah, get, yeah. He's about to get another girlfriend here. And I love the pickup line from the girl: "Are my tits too big?" <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, I like him. She's like, "What are you doing after work?" <laughs> uh, yeah, some, yeah. Some, so not some not so good dialogue, you know. I, I know I praised it earlier. <laughs> well, but again, like to your point, it's kind of like the intentional, like the time period that this seems to sort of want to reference or harken back to right. and evoke, this is what would be expected in it. And so I can understand the artistic reasoning behind it and leaving it like that. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, so she shows up and we've interrupted Greg at work twice now and he got yelled at by his boss. Um, one one time already. Yeah, we didn't talk about, it, but that was a funny part. Yeah. Oh, the boss uh, being like Eastern European. Yeah. 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 But, get your girlfriends out of here, or whatever. He's yeah. like, I don't care. Too many girlfriends. Right. Um. So she's like, I need your help. Blah blah blah. He's like, You're crazy. Get out of here. He's like, Your girlfriend is dead. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, What? Like, there's like, yeah. He starts to emote a little bit, and she's like, Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein, and. He like she like gives him a quick like synopsis of like what's been going on the last two days, yeah. and he's like, "Okay, let's go." And he grabs his jacket, and they run back, and uh, they go straight to the. the they chain. do the apartment first. Oh, they go to the apartment, they, and and, and all right, and Noel. So so Noel's body isn't there, and then they go down, right. and there's no one in the worship chamber. And he's right. like, he's like, this is a sick fucking joke. I'm done with you, bitches. He says cunt yeah. a couple times in this movie. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> someone says, "What's that? What's that cunt's problem?" Yeah. Uh, you know, it's always funny when someone uses the word cunt comedically, and it kind of works. <laughs> so he leaves, and then she goes over to the piano, and and we should say before the res- re- resolve here is that the piano uh, has been here in the apartment the whole time, and when they were being shown it by the realtor in the beginning, uh, I think Addie like pressed a, pressed a key and the realtor snapped at her. Don't do that. Don't, yeah. play, don't, don't play the piano. Don't, don't tap on the glass. Yeah. It was like a, a Seinfeld garden, the aquarium at Putty's party moment for me. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> so she finds a note, like folded up on the piano. She unfolds it, and it simply says, uh, "To stop your inquisitive, whatever." Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. You'll die, too. Everybody's dead, and you'll die, too. Uh, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So the moral of the movie is not to investigate Jeffrey Epstein or you'll die. Yes. Um, which I don't think is, some, is a message they wanted to send, because we should be investigating Jeffrey Epstein because right. of all those disgusting rich people having sex with children. Right. Now, like, that whole ridiculous situation aside, um, what I was saying about actually enjoying the film was the 70s sexploitation, the fact that besides Tatane, which coincidentally came out last year, um, we have not seen any um, psychosexual horror films in a, in a really long time. It used to be mm -hmm. a thing. Um, it's not really a thing anymore, um, so it was it was nice to see uh, this kind of throwback to that kind of that kind of genre flick. Um, uh, overall, I give it a five, which is the lowest good rating I can give a movie that says to the viewer, "If you like this kind of thing, watch the movie. Maybe you'll like it too." Um, you know, overall. It, it was not good, but it's enjoyable if you like, you know, if you like the shock value, if you just want to see some weird stuff. Yeah, I mean, I was going to agree with the five, but, like, I kind of want to give it a four. It makes me wonder, like, I don't remember what we gave Death Valley. Because in general, like, that's just garbage for a lot of other reasons, and yet there's some redeeming qualities that you can try to find. And this has lots of redeeming qualities, but I think it's just completely incoherent nonsense yeah that's taking advantage of i don't know uh certain characteristics of the kind of film or the things that it's discussing or what it's referencing or homaging yeah. to i feel like it's hanging its hat too much on that or reliant upon that yeah i think we gave it still... I, th I think we gave it a four yeah okay well i mean if that's the case and that's what i did then i think i have to give this a five <laughs> but um, I like it's like I, I almost feel like it deserves a four. It's just you know for me, <laughs> it's like using. It was beautiful, and some of the dialogue and some of the things are nice. Um, the film work was great. Uh, it's just that I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't care about the story. That to bring up real world yeah. type yeah. characters. This this movie takes me out of it in a sense. This movie becomes infinitely better, <laughs> infinitely better, by replacing Jeffrey Epstein with a dead pedophile, a, yeah. a fictional dead pedophile whose soul right. is whose soul is he was also a Satan worshiper and his soul is and infested this apartment. Infinitely better, just yeah. by just by making that one change. Um, yeah, that's what's frustrating. Like, because there's so much of it that is associated with Epstein, like, the whole fucking thing, the whole reason this movie exists is because of Epstein. If Epstein yeah. didn't exist, these these women wouldn't have made this movie. And that, I feel like it does a disservice to to storytelling, to all the other things that you would want to see. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. Like, for me, for me, you know, the... 
it made me feel very uncomfortable at times. Yeah, uh, you got it. In my opinion, you have to give some a movie props for that. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. And right, uh, but I mean, it's also like it's kind of like easy to make people feel uncomfortable when you're dealing with goddamn pedophilia, you know? Right. And right. you're showing a a, a a woman reenacting things as if she were thirteen, doing sex acts as if she were thirteen, but she's in like you're like. That's just inherently going to be an uncomfortable thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was uncomfortable. It's like a shock value type stuff, right. and I yeah. don't always appreciate shock value type artwork because oftentimes I don't think that there's like a whole lot of meaning or other things that they're trying to achieve. It's just like we just want the shock. I didn't really do this for a whole lot of other reasons other than that part. Yeah, yeah, and this movie, unfortunately, because maybe they were trying to deliver on an Epstein message, but they just fell short or they didn't know how to do it. Uh, they didn't actually deliver. They just well, and like you said, you what's know. the message going to be? Like we get, like we know, everyone yeah. knows Epstein is an awful human being. Right. Anyone associated, anyone that contributed to. Right. Nobody thinks alleged. no. Nobody thinks he killed himself. Like right. None, We're none all of, on none board. Of, none of this is new ground. So we'll see. I mean, you know, they throw around a lot of names in their uh, their night uh, investigations, and it's like, yeah, as far as defamation, uh, people might be interested in saying, like, yeah, don't play this fucking movie in my town ever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Or in my country, I'm pretty sure the royal family doesn't appreciate this portrayal. Oh sure, sure. But yeah, from so... what I gather, no one said anything about that just yet. So what you know? Once again, very polarizing. I'm gonna shoot it straight down the middle and give it that five, and uh, yeah. and say that you know if you want to see some weird stuff, it might be worth your 82 minutes. <laughs> okay, and now that we've uh, slog- slogged through <laughs> the scary of 61st. Now, now, now that we've eaten our vegetables, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and we've got y'all warmed up talking about pedophiles and shit. Um, here comes, I mean, it's gotta be top five 2022 and it's going to stay in the top five all the way to the end. It might not be the best horror of 2022, but it's going to be on the list. I guarantee, I can almost guarantee it, uh, fresh. If it's not, if it's not in the top five, then this year is going to have five other fantastic fucking movies and that's even better to look forward to. But it's guaranteed top five. It's the best for the year, oh. hands down, right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it might hold on to that spot. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely best of the year so far. Uh, directed by Mimi Cave, written by Lauren Kahn. Um, did we say the title? Fresh. Fresh. I did say the title, but that's okay. We'll say it again. Fresh. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a searchlight picture, uh, exclusively on Hulu. Um, so, the movie's so nice, we named it Thrice. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't catch it, but I was excited. I want to make sure we did say it's, it. It's all uh, right. It's all right. And again, this was one that we both knew was coming out. Yes. But I did not. And look, my thing, and we've talked about it, we don't want to watch trailers oftentimes. Trailers uh, I, will ruin a fucking movie so quickly. I hate trailers so much. In fact, I was having this daydream about a world where instead of trailers, we got movie posters back. And it just said the uh, name dude. of the movie, and then that one tagline. That's all you get. You get one sentence to describe your movie. The night like, he came home. Oh, 
A black poster, it says alien across it. And at the bottom it says, in space, no one can hear you scream. I'm going to give you $20, $50. I'm going to give you $100 to see that movie. You show me the trailer, I'm like, meh, I'll, I'll stream it. <laughs> it's just a different, uh, it's, it's the fucking modern age, man. There's different media. People need to be tantalized. They need to be hit yeah. over the head. They need to be so convinced to go experience art no. or something other than just watching the same boring shit that's on cable the audience is not the audience is not stupid rodney and uh we're gonna we're gonna come back we're gonna come back to that statement um because it's it's something i i keep getting i keep bringing up when we talk about modern cinema um i feel like i get treated as a viewer like i'm dumb and i'm not and if the movie didn't treat me like i was dumb it would have been better and we'll once again we'll get to that later. I'm excited to hear this because because <laughs> I, I that feeling never came up like it, it, well whatever. So it needless to say, this movie's fan fucking fantastic. We love this movie. Fantastic. I watched it twice. So did Rodney. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Had uh, to. I was I I saw it alone uh, on the on the desktop and I had to show my wife. I was like, oh, yeah. you're gonna. She's not huge in the horror. I was like, you're gonna love this one. And it, it didn't it didn't disappoint. So yeah. All right. Before we even get into the play by play, Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan, excellent performances from both of them. They are fantastic. Their chemistry together was excellent. Separately, they're they're both just great in yeah. this movie. Um, who would have thought Sebastian Stan had had comic timing from his you know his uh, stiff Winter Soldier character? Um, uh huh. He was so good. Fucking stiff. Yeah, you got that right, dude. Yeah. Because, I mean, I fawned over him so hard during this film. Every scene that he was in, there are scenes where he's in where there's montage, and it is what oh. I dream of. Oh, yeah. In... We're going to get yeah. to it, and it's yeah. like <laughs> I would rewatch those on repeat the whole day. Just like, yeah. just let me watch it when I need to pick me up. Let me watch it. There was one. Uh, one I loved it one, so fucking much. There was one other movie. This movie r- reminded me of um, often, and and it is American Psycho. If that's what you're thinking. Well, uh, I mean, I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> weird. Why? Yeah, yeah. Well, because of its use of music, uh, mm-hmm. which which was excellent. Um, like the soundtrack was fantastic, but the actual. So the song selection was fantastic, but the actual use yeah. of the of the, the music, how they integrated it, you know, we talked a lot about that in the Battery and After Midnight episode. Yeah. Um, but they crush it in Fresh uh, as well. Yeah, it's um, excellent. Yeah. All right. So to get right down to it, the opening. Okay. Well, not the first scene, but the second scene. So let's do the <laughs> the first scene. Is what her? She's just swiping, right? She's alone. Uh, yeah, she's on an app. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what they call it. Um, it has significance. But so the description uh, for the movie is the horrors of modern dating seen through one young woman's defiant battle to survive her new boyfriend's appetites. Um, I like that it's vague. And this movie just starts off where you and you just know that these two leads are going to be in it. So, you know, these two a weird dating thing. And so you're expecting, you know, them to interact and for stuff to happen and so it starts with her going through the app and uh or no she's not going she's going through the app while she's waiting to start a date 
with Chad. Right. And uh, she gets a text, and she's like, what the fuck? And she calls her best friend. Yeah. The best friend's chemistry with oh. Daisy, played by uh, JoJo uh, Gibbs, right? They're perfect. They uh, they have yeah. the, the kinetic energy of two friends that know each other for a long time and just have this rapport back and forth that seems so natural. Oh, yeah. Like you said in the other film. Uh, where he tells her to bring cash. It's a place that takes cash. Make sure you bring cash. Yeah. So it's like right off the game. She's like, you really want to be telling your kid first date you met with this guy was like that he said bring cash yeah. like get the fuck out of there girl and like uh and she's like i'm already hungry uh, i'm so already I'm hungry gonna go with that. Yeah. and, so and she starts she goes to the date with chad right. so this date is one of the funniest scenes in a, in a movie i've seen in a long time and it's like this is all it takes to be funny right like you don't have yeah. to you don't have to be crude to be funny uh, you know, you can be funny in a horror movie and it not necessarily be a horror comedy, right? Like, this is just some some excellent writing, some great performances. Like, this guy, he's only in the movie for five minutes or three minutes, but he's <coughs> right. he's, he's great. Um, it's so, just a, a date gone wrong, everything yeah. about the date. Oh, yeah. He, right out the gate, says she more or less looks like shit. I'm glad you don't care so much about <laughs> stuff. It's, yeah, like, it starts off... You know, like... He's, it starts off. He's like, he's like, he's like, I just love hot sauce. I I'd put it on everything. I eat pizza, you know, wings, you know, uh, you know, noodles. He's just like, but I just, but like, I just get the acid I, reflux. I get, it comes up, makes me want to puke, and she's like, she's like, like it goes to her, and she's like, yeah. zoning out yeah. into the fish tank. Like, she's just like, yeah, she's like, yeah, that's terrible. Oh well, yeah, because they do a great shot. They show the they show the crab still framed, yeah. Yeah. and then you see a bubble come out of the crab, and you hear the muffled voice of the guy. Of the guy, like, it makes it look like it's the crab talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I saw it. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so and she's she's she's, that, she's already checked out of the date at at the first line of dialogue in the scene. So so and so and you're like right on board with her because he's talking about puking. From his right. from his acid reflux, yeah. um, and you know it's like, it's just like a little noodle place too. It's not like a nice restaurant. It's like it's like a takeout re- kind of restaurant, but because they're the right. only two people sat in the restaurant, you know, it's a, it is like a Chinese takeout kind of place, not like right. a date kind of place. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which also you know goes right in line with the this you know this place only takes cash. Text is mm-hmm. like so so we're you know we're in date date hell. Um, right, right. It's so just the, going awfully. She's trying to get through it. So the next bit of dialogue from Chad is is the one you started already, where he says, uh, "You know what I miss? <laughs> like my our mom's era when women just like really cared about femininity. You know, she's she, 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 she just like looks at him like yeah. Cross-eyed. She's like she's like she's, she's like, like <laughs> just, just let him talk and she's just yeah, nodding yeah. like yeah. He's so he goes." Uh, Yes, you know, I'm. I'm just saying, you'd look really good in a dress. Yeah, <laughs> not that you don't look good in your sweater. <laughs> but, and it's like, and it is baggy and everything. Yeah, it is baggy. Like, and then he he does go on to say that like women today just seem to just like put on baggy clothes and seem that seem to think that it's okay. Yeah, whatever <laughs> seems comfortable. And he's like, you know what I mean, right? You know what I mean, right? Like he keeps saying that. Yeah, to, until you know I mean. she says right, like you know what I mean. <laughs> It, this scene, this scene is so fucking good. Like, it, I don't care if horror is your thing or not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they he they ask for to go containers. Right. He makes sure that she has money to pay. 
And he's like, yeah, and you know what? I'm just going to take these. My friend's in from out of town or my brother's in from out of town. So I'm just going to get this to stock in the fridge. Like, you can leave less on the tip, he says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he takes, takes her food. He takes her yeah, food. You can leave less on the tip. <laughs> and his scarf has now been draped in his noodles. She looks at it like, uh, you're garbage, dude. And she's like waiting for the minute. She's like, uh, your scarf's in the noodles. And he's like, oh. I love this scarf. This is my favorite scarf. And he, he rushes over to get the the waitress, the hostess. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he a... starts talking to her like like she's right off the fucking boat and yeah. doesn't know English yeah. because you... of her nationality. Yeah. Do you have sparkling water? Bubble water. Bubbles? Do you know what bubbles are? And and she, and... she he, and when he said, do you have sparkling water? She said yes and nodded her head. Yes, and, right. and then and he then he berated her with the rest of that dialogue, and she looks over at the girl like, "Is this fucking guy serious right now?" Yeah, and walks and away. And she goes and get it, and he's like, "Do you think she understood?" I don't <laughs> think she speaks English. He said. <laughs> uh, I have wanted to talk about this scene since I saw the movie the first time. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, this. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I can't wait to talk about this movie, but I really can't wait to talk about the date at the beginning. <laughs> Uh, so it they was leave. so good. It was. They, so they're good. on the sidewalk, and he starts saying how like, yeah, this is fun. I had a fun time. Yeah. We should do it again. And yeah. she's like, yeah, nah. I just don't think we're a match. And he immediately one eighty. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh man, I was just being nice. You're not even my type. And and she starts laughing, and he goes, oh oh, you think that's funny? Well, have a nice time trying to find a guy, you stuck up bitch. And le- and <laughs> I think that's verbatim. I think that's the ex- ac- yeah, actual yeah. line. <laughs> she's just, she's just like, she's like, what the fuck? Just like, just, she's just, yeah. she's just standing there, but then she's like, what the fuck? Uh, Completely dumbfounded. Yeah. So again, this is like this movie. Uh, the impetus for the events that transpire might be rooted in modern dating. But I don't think that this movie is necessarily trying to make a commentary on it. It's just a matter of fact. This is the shit that's going on nowadays. And this is real life. Uh, and it's it's absurd. And you have to laugh about it and make fun of it. And uh, so I don't think that it's necessarily like, you know, oh, dating is a, is a thing. I don't think it's necessarily making a, a stance. It's just saying this is how things are going. Uh, so, yeah. That's how it starts. Um, the next day, she's talking with the to her best friend about the date, and they're just laughing about it. Right, the, they're boxing. Yeah, yeah. Bo- boxer sizing. Yeah, and uh, more or less, um, she's just uh, saying that she's content to just whatever. Like, I don't care what happens. Noah's just like, I don't need to be with someone. Right. Fuck Ariel, you know? <laughs> Yeah, uh, right. They all the women were raised to think that they need a man to validate their life or be with. They must wed or whatever. Because of and Disney like, movies. Fuck that. Fuck, yeah, fuck they, we were raised to believe that, and we don't we don't subscribe to that. So let's move on. So, uh, so then she's, she gets back home, right? Yep, and she like opens the fridge and is like, "Fuck." So right. then she's at the grocery She gets store. another she gets a couple of texts on her dating app and the one guy immediately sends a dick pic and she's like what the fucking uh, hell yeah. <laughs> and she, then she checks the fridge and she's got to go shopping. So she's frumping and it's like sort of sad, you know? It's the dating app stuff, it's the date, 
she's now she's like you know living alone she's like trotting through this depressing grocery store seeing the guy creeping on the milk and sucking his finger on the milk in the yeah. store like and she yeah. gets to the uh the fresh vegetables uh <laughs> and she's just perusing and this is where we're introduced to the other character right so Sebastian Stan uh pops in uh introduces himself not as Steve not right away but, yeah as Steve yeah uh and uh he he's offering he's talking to her about cotton candy grapes and if she's yeah, had that's what he's she, there for yeah, that's what he's there for uh he because he, he's going to see his sister to bring and their to niece her, and their niece and yeah. they he tells them about it and they said fuck you they don't and she's like they have a cute back and forth where she's like your niece you said fuck you it's he's like, like yeah four-year-olds six-year-olds yeah, yeah. Four-year-olds, yeah. <laughs> um and so he's sort of like yeah he's like i see you don't believe me you're gonna have to so yeah yeah and they and they they have this really nice conversation and he's charming and uh you know he he makes a couple really bad jokes that she laughs at and yeah sort of like pickup lines yeah. you know and he acknowledges it he's like but yeah i gotta shoot my shot <laughs> i'm going i'm going for it let's get that number and uh she gives it to him so then we go back to the friend where she's talking mm-hmm. about the guy. She's talking about Steve, and she's he hasn't she, texted. He hasn't. Actually, she even says that she's actually a little disappointed that he hasn't texted. Mm-hmm. But you know, as fate would have it, he does text that night, right? That, or even in that scene, maybe at the end of it. Um, and this is their first date. They meet at the date. bar for drinks. Yes, um, the bar where she recognizes the uh, the bartender, bartender paul paul no. but but we don't know why yet mm. um and then they so then they have a great night and uh um, yeah she orders a, a manhattan with all the cherries she can he, get he, yeah and they more or less have drinks and eat cherries together and uh like getting to know you first right. date type questions Types, yeah. where steve is kind of like charmingly just asking like so where are you from what's your family right they, uh, they cheers. Yeah, they cheers to having dead parents. Um, so right, you know, that's their connection. <laughs> yeah. little, the comedy is a little dark. It's it is definitely a black comedy if you want to consider consider it. Right. Um, so the day progresses just a little bit, and they they now move to a booth, and this is where there's a scene where there's really interesting shots, and the cinematography starts to take more of like a forefront because it was sort of like in the background, like there. It didn't have like a uh, uh, a style just yet. But now they're starting to show these weird angles with the mirrored wall that they're having the conversation next to where the one character is like in profile talking like almost in the opposite direction of where the other character's image because of the mirrors. And it's sort of like they're just going back and forth and uh, she starts airing her the uh, how she truly feels. Uh, He asks her like about being genuine or being real or something and she starts to say how she hates this. This awkward preamble of dating and she just hates the whole theater of it and how because she's done it so much and it's just so nauseating and it's just never genuine and it's like she's having this monologue about her feeling as you see their date just transpiring into being good and they're exiting the bar she's still talking uh, as an overlay of like how she's just content to just accept the fact that you know they don't they both don't agree in true love you'd have to be stupid right uh and she's like, I've just resigned to the fact that it's like, fuck it. It's not for her. And you see them embrace and kiss outside the bar. She goes for it. She goes in to kiss because he's won her over. 
and they they kiss and go back to her place. Right. And they sleep together. And but it's uh, hesitant. Yes, there it's, is there is a little. He stops. Yeah. Right. And uh, he does. And the, he does. The, it's too. He's soon. like it's too fast. Yeah. It's yeah. Too it's soon. too soon. She's like, can I get you something to drink or something to eat? Right. He sits down. And he's like, just you. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes after him, and then yeah, they they spend the night together. Yep. And, and this uh, is a really beautiful shot because, like, even that uh, hookup, like, glowy, warm, and red, and amber lights. Yeah. Uh, just very, like... Yeah. And not graphic or gratuitous. Very, very just well shot. Um, <clears throat> in the morning, we have also another nice shot of the, the sun coming in and hitting the bed, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. she, she, like, grabs her phone, though, and she, like, sneaks a... Sneaks a yeah, photo of him a, while he's yeah. sleeping. Creeps on him a little bit. <laughs> Creeps yeah. on him a little bit. Because during the night, you know, at night, they talked, and he doesn't have an Instagram. He doesn't have a Facebook, right? Right. Um, uh, which, later today, and she's going to meet with the best friend again, and she's going to tell mm-hmm. her all, all these things, and she's like, that's sketch. Red flag. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. on the phone. She's at work, I think, and she's, like, cleaning up her apartment after the day, and she's telling her about it. Right. Uh, but she says how she slept with her, and she's like, yeah, you get that D. And, like, yeah, it's yeah. just great. You're just talking about it, having fun. Uh, but then she starts questioning, like, oh, he doesn't have that. I don't trust or whatever. And she's like, come on, what the fuck are you doing? Don't ruin my high. Like, this guy's cool. I actually like him. I'm having fun. Like, she's she, like, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's fine. She she does offer She's that, supportive, that he, yeah. He, oh, she does say that he's probably married. <laughs> to, to yeah, yeah. Which which is funny. Yeah. Um but then uh they set up to have another date. Yep. Which uh Yeah, this which they have a great time, right? Um, yeah, this is uh which one is this is where they go uh what do they do? I'm trying to think. I feel like they're I don't know. Maybe having lunch somewhere or just like at her apartment again. When they, oh right, he's yeah, he's at the apartment. Right, yeah. he's at the apartment. Yeah, because they talk. They just, just like hanging out. Yeah, and then he's like, he's like, we should go away for the weekend. Right. Yeah, this is like pretty quickly where he's there the next time, and uh, though they're eating takeout at the table or something. And she's eating right. the short ribs. She's and eating stuff. the short ribs, yeah. And he's he's eating, and uh, she's like, "You got to try these." He's like, "I don't eat animals." Yeah. And she's like, "I have all these short now. I can't eat these because she's uncomfortable. Whether it's because she's eating all the right. meat and she feels self conscious about it, or she just feels gross because he might not like he's vegan or whatever. Uh, yeah. So she's turned off. Yeah. But I yeah, do, they're they're just developing. I do love the assumption that he's vegan at this point. And I and yeah. I and I almost wish that they they could have mentioned they could have there's like a missed opportunity to ha- have that dialogue with the best friend. Sure. Right? Like where she could be like he's vegan or he's vegetarian yeah. or whatever. And, right. You know, like like just now, to heighten and, it and now yeah being, now he's it. now he's absolutely too good to be true. He is a fictional person. After right. all of these other things, he's vegan too. No way. Like I think that's a little missed uh, opportunity. But. But. He's like talking. He's like, "So, did you tell any of your friends about me?" Right. And she's like, right. "Yeah, I did." Yeah, and 
he's like playful about it the whole time he's still charming but like you know we're starting we're we know the kind of movies that we're watching where right. flags are sent out and it's yeah. an odd question yeah. uh and he's asking about that and then he mentions we should we should go on a trip and we should yeah. just get out of here what do you think and she is like yeah yeah she's all in yeah uh, and he's like, "That'd be great. Let's let's do it." And so uh, it'll be a surprise too. I won't tell you where we're going. Right. It'll be a surprise. She tells her friend, and her friend's like, "Uh uh-uh, uh, no that way. is a red <laughs> flag. Yeah. What are you doing? You cannot do it." I, she uh, goes, "I haven't even seen this guy yet." Yeah. Like. Uh, so N- Noah no convinces way. her though. She's like, "I'll I'll call you when I get there. I'll talk to you the whole time. It's gonna be fine. I'll do whatever." And uh, and so Steve picks her up the next day for the trip, and he's like, well, something happened. I got delayed at work. We're going to actually have to leave tomorrow morning. We'll go to my house, and then we'll leave from there. Yeah. Uh, they're in the car traveling to it. She's having a hard time with her signal as they're on the road in the woods. And um, he's like, it'll get better at my, at my uh, place. And he tells her, I can't keep it a secret. We're going to go to Cottage Grove. And apparently this is uh, Portland, Oregon. Right. That they're in. And I don't know if Cottage Grove is a real thing or not. Whatever it is. So she's like, really? I've always wanted to go there. He's like, you're just not saying that. More playful banter. It all seems good, positive, and uplifting. Uh, And she's like excited now. She's sort of like a little bit relieved because she knows where and she's actually has something to look forward to. But then the camera like gets back and... um, you're to see the landscape shots and there sort of starts to be like a little bit of an ominous type of tone in the soundtrack. It used to be all happy, a little bit more distant or open ended. It doesn't drive how you should feel necessarily. It's just sort of there. Uh, but you get to his house and like, I love what the camera does in the shot. There's a, before they get there, I think it's just imitating what the car is experiencing because his driveway has all these divots, these little scoops out of it. Like it's a textured concrete driveway with, holes in it and so like you see the camera go like and it, like i imagine it's simulating what the car is feeling when it's driving over this fucking driveway i thought it was a cool touch because uh, it was unique looking and uh when oh, you see the trees lining the one green path which is a is a landmark location that you'll see later uh for a different scene they get to the house and this is where the one shot she's like whoa and then the camera goes up on a big crane and you see a big ominous type house it just feels ominous oh yeah it's dark it's spooky looking it's they're in the middle of nowhere yeah it's all way way rural location uh like but he tells her and we didn't mention this he's a doctor right he's up in this area for his second residency he's a uh a uh this is very important he's a surgeon and he does uh reconstructive surgery and she's like, oh, well, like, yeah, there's breast implants and blood implants and this and that. He's like, yeah, and I also actually just saved a kid's uh, with skin cancer or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, feels like shit. She's like, oh, I didn't mean to diminish. So this house is like, okay, it makes sense. A surgeon is going to have a really nice place way the fuck out to, you know, live a, a better life than I've ever had. And so then they go into the house for their uh, first night at his place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's she's inspecting the house, and it looks pretty normal, but also, like, very nice, uh, very rich. Mm-hmm. Um, he's making 
uh, some drinks. He even says that he's making a special Manhattan with extra cherries. Yeah, yeah um, his version. Yeah, so when he gives her the drink, she she tastes it, and he says, he says there's something in there that... Can you tell? Uh, yeah. can, you, can, you, can you tell me what it is? Can you guess? So she takes another sip real quick, and she's like, is it this? And he's like, no. So she takes another sip. Is it yep. this? He's like, no. And on the third try... She guessed, I believe, ta- nectarine or tangerine. Yeah, yeah. And nectarine. That, and he w- and that's what it was. Yeah. Um, now he's sitting across from her, and he's having all this dialogue about how they're leaving in the morning and how everything's hunky dory, and the camera's getting fuzzier and fuzzier. Yeah, and fuzzier. it's such a great shot. Every shot on him, like her per POV, her, yeah. you see the edges start to slowly blur. It goes back to her, and then it goes back to him, and now it's blurred more. Very slowly, and he's still talking. As yeah. if this trip is happening, which is crazy, because this 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 thing has been done in many movies, yeah. And and the villain always gives it away, or like right before they pass out, um, but not yeah. here. He keeps talking as no. if everything's normal and they're going, so she doesn't panic or freak. And and even like right before she does pass out, he says, "Hey, why are you sitting so far away?" Come sit over here. Yeah. And she yeah, like gets up and she immediately falls over and passes out. And you're like, yeah. like the whole time the viewer, I'm like, I'm like, wow. Like, yeah, he just fucking cosbied her. But yeah. so then, so, and then what I can only describe as like the most elated feeling I've had in a movie in a real long fucking time, the goddamn title card pops up on the screen oh yeah <laughs> fresh 30 minutes into the movie 30, 30 minutes, minutes. i i was literally watching it and i was like yes yes i, I, I had I, my fist in the air <laughs> i was so fucking pumped i almost couldn't pay attention to the fact that now they're starting to show pov shots with this trippy music and everything yeah. of what she's experiencing as far as head up in the air and seeing different backgrounds in this house and the music it was and so the, ballsy, and, and the and the the names of the actors and the writer, all, producer, like, it's fear it's, and it's loathing all type mind yeah. stuff, you know. Oh, and it's you know it's a great it's a great song is playing. Oh, it's so confident of a decision. It is so impactful. It's took you completely off guard, and it's like it definitive. Like okay, end act one. You know, yeah. it's like rom-com this whole fucking time yeah everything that was done there 100 percent rom-com all it was and it was awesome to see it flip on a fucking switch like that yeah i was uh i was blown away i haven't seen something like that intentionally like uh face i i can't remember the last time i had that reaction uh to a film uh to something that happened in a I, film. yeah least I, of all a title card yeah the first, yeah. So I watched it twice. I watched it once yesterday, or once today, and once yesterday. Yesterday, I remember just sitting here, and when that happened, I was like, "Oh my god, they did it!" <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. this, like this yeah. thing that no one does anymore. Like, like I was saying about the, just give me a fucking movie poster and a tagline, man. I don't yeah. want or need a trailer. I I just don't want it. No, and that's yeah. I mean, but it, you got to get butts in the seat, and too yeah. much of our populace does not have the same feelings we do. I know. Okay, so she comes Whew. to. 
she comes to. Yeah. And he's sitting she's there a across from bed him. Bed of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. She's on a bed, but it's it's floor level. Yeah. But and she doesn't understand what's going on. Yeah. She just thinks she fell asleep, and now she's waking up. And uh, what happened? Yeah. I, I drugged you. Uh, yeah. And she so she laughs. No, no, yeah, really. What happened? No, no, I drugged you. And then she lifts her arm, and it's chained to the floor. <laughs> and she's on a floor bed, um, in a beautiful room, like well decorated. It's a gorgeous room. Yeah, um, <laughs> he references that too. He's like, this is like, like this is everything right. you need. Yeah, uh, she keeps questioning him, and so she starts. She's to freak like, out. What are you? You're, are you gonna rape me? And he's like, no. no, no, I would never do that. Yeah, I would never do that. Not to mention. This was an interesting choice, um, that that's what she was afraid of after willingly sleeping with him at least once or twice. Now, obviously, no woman wants to be raped. But, but it was an interesting choice of, of instead of, are you going to kill me? It was, it was, sure. I, just, I just think it's an interesting choice of dialogue. That's a good point. Uh, he says, no, he's like, he, he says, I'm going to tell you, but you're going to freak out. I'm going to sell your meat. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to kill you at first. At first. I'm going to keep you keep alive, alive as long, long as, possible. as possible. Keeps the meat fresher. Yeah. And yeah. She, and she's just like, what? She's starting to yeah, lose yeah, it. She yeah. just loses it. And, uh, you know, he tries to sell it. He's like, he's like, this room's great. And you're going to find out that I'm a great cook. I, re- I really am. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's still playing the same charming guy oh, yeah. that he was at the beginning. It's just now there's this element that she's introduced, and that's the thing. And he's like, everyone's got to die at some point. And yeah, so she yeah. she does get hysterical. He does he does get angry. He yells her name uh, angrily, and it, it kind of snaps her out of the hysterics for a moment, so he can explain to her the situation. And yeah, that, and that as long as she behaves. Everything will be fine, yeah. Uh, you know, until she eventually dies, I guess. Um, right. Uh, and that she should behave, and then uh, you know he just leaves her there. And I think we get some, we get some texting from the friend, at this point. Yeah, she's sort of. Uh, she's in a locker room. Trying to room. reach her. She's in the locker room, so it's yeah, not, yeah. This isn't like her determined texting like we get later. This right, is, not yet. This is the like. Yeah, she's hey. just asking how yeah. it's going, and she more or less says, uh, "The phone texts back that she can't talk." Oh yeah. The service is great, or I'll try to reach out later. And sends a and picture of the waterfall. Sends a picture of the waterfall. Yeah. And so she kind of is like, "Okay, I can relax a little bit. It looks like it's everything's fine." So, yeah. she kind of is satiated with with that for now so then we go back to her screaming and crying um about someone to help her to let her out and we get introduced to our next character penny penny yeah played played by um andrea bang or andrea bong or however you pronounce it who i love uh Yeah, yeah if you have not seen kim's convenience it is a very charming... Oh, is that who that is? Yeah, it is a very charming sitcom on, I believe, Netflix. I think it went oh, six... Oh, yeah, she's effing great. Yeah, I think it went six seasons. Um, the brother from that show is Shang-Chi. 
uh, you know, so he's made it big and time. The Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah. So he's made it big time, and uh, yeah. I didn't was, realize that's who that was, but yeah, yeah she was, is great. Yeah, really great to see her in anything, uh, you know, since Kim's Convenience. So I'm just, you know, just glad she got a role. So that's great. Um, and so they are they are neighbors. They can talk through the the vent, and yeah. uh, and there's a third, uh, Melissa, who has already lost her mind and just kind of talks in in rhyme or just sings is what we get yeah because um because noah's like still trying to accept what's going on you know there's stages of of grief or whatever the hell or loss and uh and she still thinks that and penny tells her he's not here like penny knows his patterns his schedule so she's trying to clue him in clue noah into what's going on and yeah she mentions that melissa's like that i'm slowly being eaten uh, like she's already kind of like cynical about it now yeah and she says melissa's the only other one here but she's lost her mind for a while she's just out there yeah and you hear in the background kind of just babbling nonsense yeah. so we do get um uh oh god well i was gonna say the one thing penny said that was kind of impactful like, uh she says it's not our fault you know right. because noah's kicking herself like she should have saw this right. coming or whatever that and says, she's like, it's, it's not our fault. It's, it's never, always theirs. It's always theirs, yeah. Right. From, you know, the perspective of a woman who's, this isn't her, the first time she's been hurt by a man. And we don't know right. how or why um, any anyone previous, but, uh, you know, very, yeah, exactly, impactful. Uh, so we get, um, he has, he comes back, he has a little dialogue with her. Um, no, 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 no. She's, she's. No, this is where the next awesome scene is coming. She's, she's wallowing with the reality of her situation. Sure. And now it cut. She, you start to hear the music. Oh, right, she's right, right, right. She hears the music upstairs. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, he pulls a leg out of the freezer, and he's dancing around. Fucking, a la Tom Cruise, risky business type uh, yeah, entrance, Dennis Hall. Yeah, the, no, this scene is very American Psycho for me. This this scene is. I loved this scene. This scene was like. This scene is 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 Patrick Bateman straight like Christian Bale. Right. Like he he definitely used that as a as like a tool yeah, the to like yeah yeah to to for this but, scene. Except where. Christian Bale and that character was very straight and menacing and and uh, dark. This is played so comedically well. Oh yeah, it's it's psychologically horrific, right? But it is the comic timing of it. His his dancing oh, around, his the dancing, his facial expressions. He's like he's preparing. just having he's having so much fun, just like. Yeah, it, it's like he has like, uh, it's his Melissa's leg. Yeah, it's his yeah. free time. It's his this me is, time. He, he loves what he does. Yeah, they say if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Exactly, and he's living that life. He's living that life. <laughs> he's every time he's preparing all the things for the buyers of this meat. Yeah, yeah. Every time uh, you know he gets a call or something on his phone, he just hits the ignore button, puts it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's doing his uh, he's doing his thing. Yeah, this to me was like one of my. There's one other scene where music uh, and he are involved that I also love, but this one for me was just every shot from this with what he's dancing with the the towel, 
the the meat tenderizer he's holding he's kind of coughing, he's just like yeah hitting like, the tenderizer yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like he's got the the vacuum sealer and he's kind of like looking at it like doing like head bops to the beat of the music oh yeah and it's just i loved every part of this and yeah i, I guess at, at this point i'm reminded of and we should probably say that they when he seduced her originally um he kind of when they were at her place they said he said they should dance like we should dance. Yes, and, they did it. And, and yeah. there was a nice little, very cute, awkward how white people dance awkwardly uh, in the living room, uh, and it was a very, very nice sentimental scene of them bonding over over head bobs and and shoulder <laughs> moves and stuff like that. Right. Um, so that should be mentioned because we'll reference it again later. Right, because dancing is important. And so yeah, so he preps all these boxes. You see, a guy come boxes take him into an suv to leave he puts personal effects of melissa's into this into each box uh right. after they're sealed and sent out and they this, are going uh, to a native american a very serious native yeah. american in a suit with a with like a the bow tie bolo tie the texas yeah, tie, yeah. Right? um mm-hmm. comes and picks up all the boxes um yeah it was, it was a great montage. and this is yeah, I loved it. So this then he comes back and they have a conversation. Right, and this is where she uh, she begs to take a shower. Yes. And uh, while he's escorting her, she tries to get away for the first time, and he slams her head up against the wall and says, "Bad girl." Mm-hmm. Uh, so she comes to, and she's like kind of drooling, and she said, "I can't move." And yeah. uh, what are you more doing? More music and yeah, more music. funny camera work, mirrors in the thing where he's like replicated and it's like more psychological, like just uh, visual uh, discomfort and uh, questioning your surroundings similar to what she must be feeling. And uh, yeah, she's, he says, I gave you an epidural. Yeah. You're not going to feel much. Yeah. I'm taking your ass. <laughs> and like a single tear just yeah. rolls down she her starts face. Crying. Yeah. Um, so then, so now she has to recover from surgery. Right. Um, so a lot of um, she, she we we find her doing push-ups in one scene, which I thought was cool. Um, right. Yeah, she's strengthening a little bit. Yeah, trying to, you know, planning her escape the whole time. Right. Yeah. So yeah, like I mean, that's the thing. This movie turns on a dime so quick, and then like the subject matter just starts to get very discomforting. Uh, that they're dealing with because it's uh, what he's doing and it's body horror now at this point where they're talking about what they're doing you giant slab of meat get into the the surgical pan that's next to his table and it's it's like it's an eerie feeling because you're just picturing what's happening yeah yeah there's a a scene where uh she's talking to penny and they you know they say they wish they could see each other and we get an overhead pan through the vent and we see that she's, she doesn't have a leg, and it's like, yeah, and it's like, oh god, like, yeah, so it's keeping them alive. Like everything about what must be happening to all of them, just the idea of it, uh, was very like shocking and like uh, disgusting in a certain way. Where like a lot of what you see it on screen all the time, you just know what must be going on. And so psychologically more consider that he's that demented and plus he's so composed and screwed up of a person that he can live this double life doing this 
horrific act while also being this charming guy that you fell for in the first 30 minutes of the movie. Right. No, exactly. And, and, uh, and so then, <clears throat> the, he never turns yeah. the charm off either. Yeah, it's always there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so now the friend is uh, starting trying to find out more. She can't Google search the guy's name. She needs information. She meets up with Paul, who she had a prior relationship because um, Noah had told her that she went uh, to this bar and she right about uh, Paul. Here, how, how she they had drinks. How she gets on the lead is interesting too. She actually drags the waterfall image um, into Google Reverse image Google into, image into Google image search, and it pops up as one of the uh, brochure images, essentially for the co- Cottage Grove. Uh, yeah. And that's where she's like, oh, no, no, no. And then there's one more thing, which I didn't catch until the second time I watched it. Oh, the heart. The heart. The heart. Yeah. So, so Because um, they would always talk and say, love you. And well, yeah. So when one of them says, love you, the other one says, love you more. And then yeah. later in the movie, one of them, the other one says, love you. And the other one says, love you more. So yeah, in it's this always te- their back yeah. and forth. In yeah. this text, he, she, she says, love you. And... You know, Steve texts back a heart emoji. Right. So she starts and questioning she's it. Like, and then no she way. The, the thing. Yeah. No way. She searches for the waterfall and then she finds out something's not right because it's not her. She has concerns, and so that's where she ends up. Her only recourse to really find more information about the bartender. Right. So she goes back to him to try to convince him to give her information about him. A last name is all I need. Something. They were here this time, and he's not convinced he doesn't want to he could lose his job yeah. uh he says he'll think about it right so then we probably go back to steve's where yeah she's recovering she's recovering she's reading she's... a magazine right uh i know she doesn't have the magazine yet no she's just on the floor recovering oh this so. is the so this is the push-ups uh she's just eating she hasn't no because the push-ups happen after she realizes the magazine Oh, She's okay. just eating, uh, and um, Molly's doing her research at night, and Molly finds uh, it just goes to her talking with Penny, and then uh, cuts back to Molly at night doing research, having a little scare with the printer, and she finds uh, a Facebook page of Anne where she sees a photo of Steve, and right. that's she, she discovers that information. Um, and then it cuts back to uh, where she's uh, to Noah trying to use the the toilet after the surgery, and like you're kind of that yeah. to, to me was like a really uncomfortable scene. Yeah. Uh, and then she starts to hear the scream where Steve comes by with uh, with I think Melissa, right? It must have been Melissa. Yeah. Yeah. Melissa, right? And um... I think it's yeah, and then we get the scene where uh, you start to see that uh, that Molly is now um, at the house of uh, right. staking it out. Yeah. And yeah. she's found the house, and she's about to go in to the house. Uh, but before that occurs, uh, it cuts back again to, to Steve, where he comes in after just doing that surgery with Melissa and how tired he is. And right. he's just like talking about just work, like just and he's work. popping cherries, yeah. And he's just casually talking to him, like, "Yep, yeah. yeah." And she's like, "What are you doing?" 
and it's right here what before he comes in that she has the uh she has the magazine right where she finds a page where it says if you're reading this he likes you uh yeah you know ma- make him keep liking you or something like that this is this is your way yes. out. yeah this is your only way out it's a little note from um Sabda something I can't remember. Uh, Sammy Sam, Sammy Akbari I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sammy Akbari. Okay. Um. Uh, so is this so where yeah, she starts to realize that? Yeah. Is this where she asks? I think it is. Uh, she expresses interest. Yeah. I don't think just yet. Uh, maybe one more. I think that um I think it's after things happen at his house. Right when he probably when he presumably comes back with uh, the other character with with Molly yeah. yeah so so yeah Molly confronts Anne and so in Molly's eyes like she only thinks that she doesn't know anything about what we know as far as oh yeah him <laughs> butchering people she just thinks this dude is married and now he's having this he's going away with her and he's taking her phone away and there it's just an affair thing so right. she thinks she's going to some house. To confront uh, the wife of a guy that's uh, cheating on, and so she goes with that, uh, <laughs> thinking that that's what's going to happen. Um, but you are, but during that earlier in the day, she does ask about what it tastes like. She does mention it yeah. before he comes back. Right. She does mention what does it taste like, and he kind of gives her a. Weird... So she's already starting to turn on charm once they get closer right and so she's gonna start to show an intro so the cuts back because that's when he leaves the house is after she says that to go back to his real home with him yeah. right uh and which two, is where molly is and, and molly's asking kids. questions yeah two kids molly's asking questions and uh ann's covering she's like i don't know anything uh right. about your friend it sounds like it's someone else or whatever and then Steve comes home, and he says the same thing. He's like, "I don't go. Yeah. By, I don't go by Steve. I go by Brandon, right?" Brandon, yeah, yeah. Brandon. I'm Brandon. Yeah. Uh, sorry about your friend, and you should probably get going. Or she's like, "Yeah, I guess I'll go." And so she, quick thinking, she calls Noah's phone, and it starts ringing in Steve's pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, it's you." <laughs> Like he, he's should, completely yeah, comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's you. You probably shouldn't have done that. And then she gets yeah. bashed over the head by the wife. Yeah. So the wife is in on it. Um. Yeah. So now the only other person that is uh, clued in, uh, before Molly went in to to have that confrontation, she sent her location uh, to her phone in case it happens. Paul. Right. So now there's another, you know, there's another breadcrumb left behind for someone else to follow in case it followed uh, for another character. And so now Paul is the last one. Someone is going somewhere where going to be, uh, which we know is what's happening. Uh, so it just leaves that there. So he's the, the outsider now to what events are transpiring at Steve's uh, house. Right. So, um, so he goes back. Uh, Steve goes back to um, the the murder house, let's say, with um, with Molly. 
with with Molly, yeah. yeah. Presumably with Molly, and he it's and I think he's he's made dinner, right? Uh, yeah, that's what's gonna happen. But before it happens, I just want to want to talk about the couple. This was my favorite one scene. What happens with timing? And I'm kind of scanning through and just going through to make sure that we're hitting. All right, hold on. Before you do, before you do that, your audio is breaking up a bit. Is okay. It, okay, just so you know, um, maybe it's your upload. Are you on Wi-Fi? I never asked. Uh, well, yes, I am on Wi-Fi, and it could be the fact that I have the the other the the stream of the video on yeah. Hulu open, and it's yeah. just slowing it down a little bit. All right, yeah. If you want to kill that stuff, that would be. Okay, I'll kill yeah. it. Sorry. Damn it. No, it's fine. All right. Okay, oh, so... Yeah, that, that fixed everything. Well, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> My apologies. So that's been happening for a while. Yeah, whatever. Um, But it's important because it reminded me. So, like, there's a there's an interaction between uh, Steve and Anne where Anne is looking at herself in the mirror. Uh, she's... No, this happens... her face. This happens after. This happens... No, oh, this happens. I was just reviewed it. Like it really? He did because yeah, it's like before the he's dinner? at the house. Okay, it's before the dinner. Yeah, all right. Because he goes back. Yes, it is. Okay, all right. Uh, he has because he says, "Uh, good, good work today, or whatever." Yeah, yeah, like good, it, good teamwork. Because today. they, yeah. yeah, good teamwork today. They don't cut back to anything else that happens with. Uh, or at the house after the fact so like he says that and she's like looking at her face in the mirror and he says that and uh you just see like she has this like distant look this vacant expression like she's actually seemingly trapped or uncomfortable or unhappy he leaves uh and says he might be at work late and that's because he knows he's gonna have dinner or whatever right or no that's that's a little bit different it doesn't matter uh she (laughs) uh gets in the shower and she undresses and you see her take off her prosthetic leg. Right. And so I think right away, it's like this, she used to be one of his victims yeah. or something like that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's either. She gets in the shower. Yeah. So, so, so she is a victim who, who fell, who fell victim to Stockholm syndrome. Right. Yes. Um, or he, you know, maybe this is like he, she was a patient of his, like earlier in his career, and maybe this is some, you know, how he got into this kind of world. Um, there's, there's, yeah. lo- we don't really need to know, um, and they don't tell us, but, but it was really, really cool, like a nice, like yeah, it's a dark thing where it just it puts it in there, and so then she gets in the shower with prosthetically, she's struggling to get in the shower dealing with this uh she has to hop in there and then it cuts to another montage with steve where they're playing lou reed's perfect day and he's, he's and it immediately right? cuts to he's he's fucking running dude yeah, yeah. he's a badass and like you see his legs like as immediately you see her no leg he's yeah. and it, you're playing perfect day the whole idea of the song like and that's his life there's not a care in the world he's living everything that he wants to live. he's fucking running and it just showed a person whose leg he took off he's taken off and he's just running and he has the most determined expression on his face and the shot of him coming down that lane with trees flanking the sun in the background bright sunny a little bit of partly cloudy sky uh with that song was amazing he gets into the house 
uh, you see the, the weird painting with naked women in the forest and uh, and then it cuts out the music like it's like he airpod and he starts prepping for dinner this is where he uh, gets that rack uh, there's the scene where it, it's on the, the cart the camera's on the dolly and it goes in meat locker because he's getting materials yeah to have the dinner yep. he has the chainsaw in the back of the house and he's yep. cutting the rack of ribs yep. <laughs> even ribs oh yeah uh, all to prep for the first dinner that they have together yeah right yeah so um he goes in and they have a little bit of an exchange and he says uh well you were curious so here we go yeah um and he serves her some kind of pasta dish with what looks yeah. like a brain meatball <laughs> that's, yeah that's what it looked like <laughs> it's just it's really icky and gross because it looked really more pink and and red like whenever she cuts it up. oh yeah yeah and, <clears throat> so uh, you're just thinking all kinds of things and they're talking about like how he probing questions and she's always darting around the room to find out what to place herself in this house what can she see or find she the knives on the wall she sees the dumb waiter yep. uh on the side of the uh, kitchen and uh you find out his backstory how he got into it and he got into it when he was like 18 or 19 is when he tried it right and it just did it, it sparked this desire like he liked it and he wanted it yeah and then he he got into the community and he found out that he could sell it to the community and uh, it's like the 1% of the 1% is how he describes how small the community uh -huh. is but it's all right, these, the, it's, uh, the rich people who can buy whatever they want right Right, the meal that he's serving her is a thirty thousand dollar plate. Thirty thousand dollar plate, and it's literally a meatball, a brain yeah. meatball. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great scene. Um, and uh, she, you know, she asked him what it tasted like earlier, and you could tell, you know, that was during one of her probing questions when she was, when she had already formulated her, you know, her pseudo escape plan. And, yeah, and so he, you know, he described it the best he could, but he basically said it's indescribable, you know, um, and and that's what she says. She says that it's that it's so exquisite, it's indescribable. Mm -hmm. um, so then, so but but she, so, but right as soon as that meal ends, she gets back down in there into her cell. Yeah. He leaves her. Uh, and he like starts coming down the hallway and he seems like irritated or frustrated or upset. He goes into the cell, he grabs Molly, yeah. throws him, throws her over his shoulder and walks down to where you imagine his operating, his OR is. Yeah. And you get into, into, uh, Noah's cell and you see her actually retching, throwing yeah, up throwing what, everything up. she yeah. does say. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so, <clears throat> so, so you know that it's part of the plan. Yeah. Like, you, you know, she, she formed, she's purposefully. Yeah, she's not comfortable she, eating that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Disgusted by every part of it. Uh, so, but now you see Molly is now taken out of frustration or whatever the fuck he was experiencing in that moment. Uh, so you think something's happening to her. Uh, you don't know what. Yep. Um, but there's talk of uh, the second dinner now. I can't remember how it ha comes up conversationally, but he thought, I think he proposes it. Maybe we could do it again. Yeah, and, I think uh, when he drops her off, yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, he brings her uh, something to wear. And yes. maybe you can freshen up for it. He dry, yeah, he, he leaves uh, he leaves like a makeup kit on the table, and he brings her a pink yep. dress. Yep. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> and he's like, I'll pick you up at 7.30. Yeah, she's, she's like, I, I have, have no, no idea, idea what time, time it is. is. He's like, like, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so like some really good understated comedy. Like, it's it's a <laughs> yeah. very funny movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, it, you need it to cut the harshness of the horror element. Like, yeah. it's it's a perfect blend of the genres like and i would say like for horror comedy it is it's exactly how it's done right 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 it's not yeah it's not a comedy in a horror setting it's a it's a horror that has some really good comedic dialogue yeah right yeah yes uh, i wouldn't go so far as to put it in the horror comedy genre because no it's, correct it's correct. it's just not wacky enough it's not no it's, it's not, not too, yeah, it's not it's not like too gratuitous it's not gratuitous enough it's yeah um, it's it's a real movie, <laughs> not that Correct. horror comedies aren't real movies. I love my uh, horror comedies, but you just can't classify them with horror. I mean, it's it's because it's always just gratuitous fun, instead of right. You know, instead of whatever scary, the story is happening. Yeah, yeah. Instead of the good, scary stuff or the good stuff that makes you feel something. Okay, so now uh, they're gonna have a dinner. Yes, together. Dinner. And, uh, uh, you and, see, so she preps, she gets dressed. And Paul is, is like looking at the app because she sent his, her, uh, her find Molly me. Molly originally sent the yeah, location. The yeah. find me location. So he's, so he's got it and he's, think, he's thinking about it, but he doesn't think about it for very long and it goes back. Right. Yeah. He had <laughs> screen captured the original location because it was outside of town. He was like, what? Yeah, that's way I'm out Confused, there. but then he didn't do anything. Because they even cut to him eating, like, fast food in this car. Yeah, and, and he, like, looks at it. And it yeah. yeah. Uh, he screenshot and then he, uh, it's not until later, I think, in between these scenes where you get back yeah. to him and then uh, he he's can't location. Yeah, he's, or he's driving and he's trying to find it, yeah. And but it he's, won't block it says unavailable. It says unavailable, but he's got the screenshot. Right. So but he gonna, is he's still, gonna... he's still driving somewhere. Yes, yeah, he's we still as, driving. We assume there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this happens during the dinner, which we're right. So the second dinner is happening. Uh, and now this and is yeah, this is good. This is really good. She he sits her down and um, he starts pouring her wine, and she just chugs that she first glass. Downs that first glass. <laughs> he's like he's like okay, gonna be that kind of night, huh? Yeah, guess we're getting <laughs> drunk. <laughs> yeah, because he's like he's like totally in. Like oh yeah. He has taken off his. He doesn't have his ring, and he put his phone in in his little box in his bedroom while he was getting ready for dinner. So like, this is a special time with her. He like because you find out with Penny, he's never slept with any of. Them. Uh, and so like, uh, Noah feels like he's really into me. I've got to continue to drive this, and like, yeah. he's letting himself be really enamored with her, and feels yeah. that it might be a connection. He feels that he safe have with anyone else. After the first dinner, when he dropped her off, after they after he mentioned there might be a second, he did say, I knew, you know how I knew you were special? He's like, I knew you were fucked up too. Yeah. So like, this is the connection that he thinks they have. This connection that yes. he, he probably doesn't have with Anne, this connection that he wanted with another person is, mm -hmm. is to bond, you know, over cannibalism with someone he liked of the opposite sex that he was attracted to, right? Check all these boxes. 
And yeah, because does. he mentions yeah. that at the first dinner, he tells her about the, his most romantic, meaningful gesture you can do for someone to give yourself up to someone else to be a part of them forever yeah. is the most loving thing that you could ever do. Right. It's such a bond that you will always have. So he's, he's, yeah, that's how he feels. And that's how he sees her as feeling possibly similar to that. Yeah. He's very much attached and relating to that. So the first course that they eat is pate. Right, which that's a horrible concept. Uh, actually, like raw. If it's, yeah, if it's actual <laughs> goddamn animal pate, I'm yeah. on a no thanks hard pass. Yeah, so like, so liver. Cuban pate. Yeah, so liver cooked with the enzyme of lemon, so that it's not actually raw, but it's definitely not cooked. Right, uh, and then it's uh, of course uh, lots of garlic. Lots of and, yeah, lots of garlic and rosemary. As yeah. he says, she's like, yeah, lots of garlic. She, yeah. she got that, but she's just eating it. She's and eating she's it. Like, she's she's the goal is the goal is in mind. So, and this is where their banter, their back and forth, their conversational, tick dialogue happens. Like, who's this? Uh, and uh, he says, uh, it's hope. So yeah, hope. <laughs> Oh no no no! The last one was hope. The the brain. The last one was hope. hope. This one he says is is Melissa. Is Melissa? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, no more hope. And, <laughs> and, he, and he's like, he's like, no no no, we've got more there's, hope. There's still, there's more, still hope. There's still hope. Yeah. And they're laughing and they're having a great time and like yeah this there's, is, yeah. The yeah this is it's just so good so funny well you know dark funny but dark but funny right. Um, um, so then we go back to it, we go back to Paul, who's who's now driving. He's in the middle of nowhere. He's very uneasy about being in the woods, but he's still going. Um, that's all we get. Comes right back. Yeah. And second course yeah. is uh, breast meat. Right. Which it's, immediately she she hears she hears herself have the pun. Yeah. She yeah. Just snickers. Snickers. He's like, what? She's like, she's like, no, I can't. Yeah. And he. <laughs> Gets it out of her. Yeah. He's like, no, really, tell me, what is it? <laughs> you saved the breast for last. And <laughs> he's smitten. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's he, so he, witty. Someone's <laughs> making a joke about eating a person? Like, yeah. he's 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 falling for her oh, the way she and fell this is where for him. He goes, he goes, you might even say this tastes familiar. Yeah. And because it's alluding to the fact that this is Molly, but I'm like... That's how I feel about it. And oh, sure, later sure. on, like, and I feel like that's part of what he's quipping whenever he's right. Then is familiar, yeah, because it's your fucking best friend. Right, right. Oh, that's <laughs> so yeah. like like him fucking with her a little bit. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh. So yeah, they, and she's eating it. She kind of is enjoying it, and it's so grotesque though, because you can see it. Yeah. Whatever they used to do the the food, Fake and meat, from what yeah. I read in it, like they had a chef on site that made things that they could actually eat and act those scenes without like pantomiming it, and um, it looks very visceral and and awful and off putting. Yeah. But I can see like yeah, that would be like is it a slice of a of a human breast? Gross oh, as yeah. shit. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it definitely looks good. Like it looked, it looked real. It, it, and it, so here while she's doing it she she breaks down right and if she breaks down 
that she thinks she should be yeah this is upset this is the line i think that that gets her in the line that gets her to her escape plan comes to fruition when she says i feel bad because i should be feeling bad Right, she doesn't. Have and to I say, don't. I'm she okay she, with it. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have to say that she doesn't. Obviously, it's all alluded. But the the line right. was, "I feel bad because I should feel bad," um, and or because I should be feeling bad. And uh, yeah, such a great line. And you could see him, like, he, the way yeah. he He's takes connected. that is like, it's like, oh, you're we're the same person. Yes. You and I. This is so. This is soulmates. We don't. I don't believe in love at first sight. That's for dummies. And she's mm-hmm. she's giving him the hard sell, and he's buying it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he pulls her in, and he's connecting with her. Uh, and then I think she asks, or maybe they just do it. They. She does. She dance. says. So the same way. So so we get we get a we get a nice like uh, a nice mirrored um, set of sequences where, when he seduced her, he was charming. He was funny. Now she's yeah. charming. She's funny. Back then, he was like, "Hey, we should dance." Now she's like, "Hey, let's dance." Yeah. So she can. And they do. <laughs> so she they can walk over. So she can actually seduce him to go from like instead of like, you know, just kind of reeling him in. Now it's time to go for it. Yeah, and they do this ridiculous kind of choreographed dance oh, yeah. to the camera, and it's just it's absurd, but it's like you love it because it's just so insane. Yeah, and oh. <laughs> You're at, their chemistry, once again, I know I said it at the beginning, but it, it yeah. is, it's incredible. Like these two, yeah. these two share the screen so well. Um, they, they both did such an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if this movie would have been good with other actors. You know, like that's how. Yeah, good I, they, that's just how good they were. Right. Yeah, they're perfect together. Um. So they uh, he. Brings her back to his uh, room. Yeah. She she lays him on the bed. She, he he mentions he says he like laughs and says, "I forgot to handcuff you." And yeah. She, and she, and she says, and she, "I know." And it's no more discussion about it. It's a it's a silent nod to, to the. Oh, we're you know we're gonna do this. We're gonna be in a weird cannibalistic relationship i've completely fallen for you i trust you yeah and she, yeah the customer and, i knew the customer off the and i and i and i didn't run wasn't going to go anywhere right yeah. right yeah yeah you made the mistake but i wasn't yeah. gonna run because i don't want to yeah. run because i don't want to run right um she even goes to the bathroom and he kind of like yeah. turns to keep his eye on her yeah. But when she closes the door he just like looks at the ceiling takes a deep yeah, breath he's, he's like content he's okay yeah she comes back from the bathroom. You know, maybe she just went to freshen up. Who knows? Right. We don't. Yeah. We we don't know what she did. We're about to find out. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh. And more kissing, but then she begins. Or he begins to. Uh, he. She starts to kiss onto his chest and go down closer to his pants, take off his pants. He kind of comes up like. You don't have to do all that, and she's like, no lay down yeah 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 and she continues to take him off and then you just cut to her mouth and, and like she looking chops <laughs> <laughs> it's a chomp 
It is an audible chomp, and she takes her hands and smears toothpaste in his eyes. eyes. Yeah. And her face and chest is covered in blood. Yeah. It's not a little bit of blood. It's like, it is is covered. (laughs) She grabs his, yeah, she grabs his keys. There's a lot of blood in there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Engorged. Yeah, she grabs his keys. She leaves. She locks him in with the handcuffs, right? She uses the handcuffs. She reverses them, locks him in. Then she goes to the other part of the house where there's that's another keyed door. So he's locked out of that one too. Um, and then she goes in and she lets. um, She's got to save the girls. She lets goes down. She sees Penny. She she lets Penny out. She lets Molly. Well, I think she gets Molly out first because she doesn't know who's in there. Right, and, right, right, and then right. she tells Molly to get to get Penny out while she does something else. Oh, she has to run around, open the painting, and grab the phones. Yeah, that's what yeah. she yeah, she does. That he breaks out of the of the handcuff door, goes to the locked door, kind of rolls his eyes at himself because he's such an idiot. Goes back to the bedroom to get his second set of keys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I thought was a cool scene. <laughs> yeah. The whole time grabbing his crotch, like screaming, I'm going to fucking cut your heart out. <laughs> yeah. He's turned immediately. He oh, really, yeah. He's, the betrayal yeah. and the rage that he has now is unparalleled. Yeah. Um, and then we get, we get a really great uh, fight scene between him and three hobbled women. Right? Yeah. So, the, he goes to the kitchen. You hear the dumbwaiter. Right. Uh, go off and he knows he grabs the peppermint he's gonna he's gonna do whoever yeah. fucking peppermint and uh, it opens up and uh penny starts the fucking battle she kicks him yep and gets him uh on his heels molly comes in she grabs the the meat mallet the yep. tenderizer yep. swings that against him and like so it's just a fucking bat- battle it's a battle three yeah. hobbled women three against hobbled him. women yeah you know penny's got one leg uh, we know that Molly's limping for some reason, and uh, and well, so... no, she does the swing, and then she grabs her chest. That's oh. why it reinforces why I think it was oh, the breast. It was the breast. She does a swing, and then she's like, she's like, she like reacts ah, to fuck. a surgical because yeah, yeah. she's bandaged yeah. up. And, uh, and 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 Noah has to hobble because no, she was, has her ass no, taken. Has, yeah, her ass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it just goes back and forth, struggles on the ground, and Penny so they, gets a knife. So they so they they cut him up and beat him a little bit and he he's knocked out at the yeah. at this one. They maybe he's dead, but he's definitely unconscious and they are running. They yeah. uh they go out the back door cuz I don't know if they know where the front door is, but they're they're going into the forest instead of towards yeah, the road. The woods. Oh, also at this time Paul arrives. Paul is arriving. <laughs> and, and he's like, he's like, what? The, he's like, what the fuck? I'm out in the Where middle the of Where the fuck am I? I yeah, he's, he's like, I, so I, unsure. I, I've seen this movie before. I don't survive. <laughs> like, and then, and then, Paul, uh, not Paul, um, Steve comes out Steve. of the back with a gun, and he fires a shot, like a warning shot off, and Paul, <laughs> Paul hears that, and and now he's like, I'm fuck out of here, and he, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as he starts shooting and he screams like Noah, Noah, yeah. you hear Penny go, "This fucking guy!" Yeah, <laughs> like just great comic oh, timing. Yeah. It's just great. Uh, also, Penny, Penny has a couple good lines. Like when they're when they're escaping, she's like, "You two are so cute." 
Yeah, yeah, they're talking like, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I love you. I love you, too. Yeah, and she's like, oh, you're so, you're so cute. Uh, uh, so, yeah, now it's a, a hide-and-go-seek and, where and, they're well, all... The, also, the Paul moment, right? Like, you know, as a viewer, you're like, you know, the, you know, coincidences in movies, right? So the breakout happens simultaneously while Paul arrives. Right. And as a viewer, you can, like, picture... Paul pick up all three of these girls in his car and drive right. away and the and credits roll or whatever. It was so nice that it turned and that you know yeah. a little a little bit of comedy and he just he's just gone. And, well, and, and I, it's all it's go ahead. It's it's also uh, making these points about uh, men and how they kind of yeah. suck, right? And how they kind of yeah. suck. like and so, subverting your expectations with horror like it's funny that it nods and homage to horror like that they're the there's supposed to be a hero that comes and saves the day or someone a rescuer yeah and they get into the conflict and something happens but that's what their goal is to be right. the white knight that it subverts their expectations like he it takes that trope and says fuck that trope yeah we're gonna go against it but also it's now empowering the three women that have to fend for themselves right. they will get themselves out of this mess they do not need the man to it, come save them in this scenario. It also set up the surprise return where he'll bash someone over the head at the last minute and when their body falls, he'll be revealed to be the guy who came back. Right. But that doesn't happen. So so yeah. not only does he not save them at this point where they leave the house, he doesn't come back. Even, yeah, th even though they definitely set it up to where he could have. Right. Um... Okay, so it's hide-and-go-seek in the woods. Yep. Uh, they're all hiding in different places behind... Well, Penny and Molly are together, and, um, and Noah's, Noah's, alone, Noah's yeah. somewhere, alone somewhere else. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and Molly, Molly doesn't take shit from anybody uh, throughout this whole movie. So he gets distracted because he sees uh, Noah's phone, so he goes for her, and Molly charges him. And Penny <laughs> says something, so he kind of like looks in Penny's direction and then gets tackled by Molly. Yeah, hey, then, hey, half dick. Yeah, <laughs> hey, half dick. And then they're fighting again. Uh, yeah. Eventually, it was a pretty quick fight. Pretty quick fight. Noah gets the gun. Has a sick ass one liner. Which yeah, I smile remember. for me. Yeah, smile for me because 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 he did that to her. Yeah, he's like, can I get a smile? Yep. Because he commented how he loved her smile on the first dates and stuff like that. You have a beautiful smile. Yeah. She had to do it after she knew what he, she was captured. This is she tells him to this smile. Is, this is also great commentary on that line being said yeah. to, to women. Yes. Stop yeah. saying it. It's not it's not cute. And they hate it. Like <laughs> they don't they do not like being told to smile by men that they're not sleeping with. <laughs> I mean look, RBF is a real thing. But you don't have to tell someone to smile more. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And also, what I noticed on the second viewing is the cover of the magazine that she reads says, you should be smiling more as one of, as one yeah. of the, the title yeah. of one of the articles. Dead, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first tip, yeah. smile, smile more, more often. often. <laughs> smile more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Back to present. Smile for me. Shoot him right in the head. He smiles and yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, he does smile. He does killed. smile. For yeah. Her. yeah. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Um, they make it to a barn, where right. where now this plot point I thought was a little wonky, but Noah doesn't have. Her yeah. Phone. Noah doesn't have her phone. Right. So Noah goes back for her phone, and now 
I mean, you okay. also see right before this happens, you also see Anne oh, right. and uh, the Native and American. the helper right. pull up onto the house. Yeah, she gets into the house. Uh, they see blood everywhere. She says, "Get a flashlight." She goes into the the bedroom, bedroom. sees his phone and wedding ring and uh, Noah's personal effects in, in there the, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which he mentioned because we didn't get into the details about this earlier, but like he has all the personal effects, and hers aren't there. And right. she asks him, like, oh, where are mine? He's like, they're with me. I guess they're with and me. And so it's like, yeah. she's, it just helps heighten, she knows. Right. Um, and acknowledge, it's also, we didn't talk about it, she sees Molly's phone. And so she knows she is on her own. Right. She sees Molly's phone, phone case. And yeah. so she knows that Molly's probably captured now. So she knows she is her own uh, exit out of this uh, yeah. captures, captive scenario. So you see Anne and this guy, uh, and then it gets back. So yeah, Noah decides I have to go get my phone. And I'm like, all right, just quick. Yeah. So, so she, Molly and Penny and, are there. So she and go, Noah and, goes back, and she goes alone, which is like whatever. I uh, know it. <laughs> it's it from it, as a plot point. It is for me. I think the only thing I would be like, this is stupid. This doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, I'm okay with it. I I tr- and I even <laughs> I even tried to like how would this make sense since we have right. Molly's phone and Penny's phone or like what would uh, be the we we actually or... have a handful of phones. But yeah, I know. But they're saying like Molly doesn't have a signal. They don't have any other. Or yeah. they're not charged. Them, so she needs hers because it is the only way to call someone. Yeah. I think is what they're saying with it. Maybe and, and maybe so that's they true. Need it. So, so so she goes back. And she finds it, and just as she finds it, uh, Anne shows up, and she's like, she's like got this crying look on her face. She's like, "Yeah, you you did it. You killed him. We, I, we, you yeah, got, we got away. We got away. I can't believe I never thought it would end." And she goes right into choking her to death, <laughs> like yeah. gets in full mount, full top mount. It's like, and she's like, "I want to see the light." Like go from your leave eyes, your eyes, leave yeah. your eyes. Yeah, it's just like really, really nasty. Molly and Penny hear it. Molly's like, "What is that?" What is she that? hears it. She, she runs out. And then in there. yeah, you cut back to the struggle. So she's getting choked out. She's about to die. Uh, and Molly, Molly comes and saves the day. The whacks shovel. her with the shovel. Yeah. And just obliterates her with the shovel. She's like, "You were. Sp- I just asked for help. You were supposed yeah. to help. I just wanted to help you. And or this, you want you to help me." This is another great line where he says, "It's bitches like you." So, so this line implies that, right, she was in an abusive relationship who probably made excuses for the husband, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. the so the woman who like goes along with it, um, because she's not strong enough to stand up against him or to turn him in or to who knows what or why, right? Um, is what is what Molly's implying with with this uh, this extra couple smacks with the shovel and it was actually a right. pretty cool death too yeah pretty cool uh so then her and noah uh console each other and come back onto the tree and noah's like who was that because she has no idea who it was she's never seen it. yeah and so she's like uh that's that's the wife that, 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 steve's that's wife. steve's wife and she goes he was married <laughs> yeah like they just they, they don't let up yeah um and then and, and she's like yeah she he was married he was married <laughs> um and uh and that's the end of the movie but yeah. we get one sweet panel before that yeah of the of noah's phone the face of noah's phone and it says you up question mark in parentheses maybe chad 
<laughs> so the guy from the date at the beginning of the movie texts the you up text. Right. Um, after And she still had his number and still had a maybe next to her. Yeah, so maybe. Even right. after that awful date, the dating scene and everything about it is still so horrific, but she's still willing to maybe this guy. Maybe, Chad. <laughs> um, and that's it. All right. All right. Um, wow. What a great movie. Um, yeah. Start yeah. to finish everything about it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Movie. All right. So, to be nitpicky. Yes. Uh, my first issue was Heads Will Roll is the is the credit song and it starts as it's showing the phone and it and I'm sick of that song being in horror movies. Please <laughs> everyone who makes movies stop playing this song in horror movies. We get it. We get it. Heads yeah. roll. Heads roll. And they yeah. will roll. It's very it's, on the it's, nose. It's, it's and you know. I know this had the probably the filmmakers had nothing to do with this decision. It was the guy who gets hired to do the music and says music by yeah. in the credits somewhere and it was yeah. his choice. That guy, fuck you guy. Stop doing it. <laughs> um Don't try to ruin this right, near right. perfect movie. Oh, it's near perfect credit. Near perfect. Okay. Now we're gonna talk about why the audience isn't stupid. Right. Okay. What's got you so upset? Alright. Too often in this film, I felt that they were showing her plan her escape uh, to the audience. They showed the cell phones. They showed her look at the cell phones. They showed the cell phones. Okay. All right. She's going she's gonna to go back for the cell phones. Great. Cool. Uh, I got that when I saw the fucking cell phones the first time. You didn't have to show me your face. You didn't have to show me the cell phones again. Just show me the cell phones once. I don't need to see the main character connecting that she needs a cell phone to make a phone call. Just show me a cell phone. Um, you know, so and you and you talked about it when he's walking through the kitchen. She's she's eyeing everything. She's eyeballing everything. We we get it. We know she's trying to get out of there. You don't have to beat us over the head with all of these things. In fact, in fact, if you don't beat us <laughs> over the head with it, it will be cool, interesting stuff that we notice the second and third and fourth times we watch the movie. Like, hey, did you notice that the knife that she grabbed, she walked by it in that other scene. No, we did but because you showed her looking at it, we already knew it was coming. Yeah, okay. I mean... <laughs> So I, he, uh, and, and that here, didn't bother me. All right, and here's what I propose. Here's what I propose for the movie fresh, just for the movie fresh. If you take all that out, if you take all of that stuff out, you don't know as an audience member whether or not she is actually into it. Also, take out the throwing up scene. Sure. You don't know if she's actually into it or not. And the turn where she escapes might not be a big surprise, but it will be at least a little surprise when it comes. Okay. So so that's what I'm saying. is like you're missing opportunities to shock and surprise the audience with, with these turns of plot um, by telling us the plot 
with too much foreshadowing, right? They're, okay. they're, they're, you know, I, I love a nice hint here or there to get me thinking about what's coming next. But when it's not a hint and you're literally just spelling it out for me, it does detract from the story. In my opinion, I'm not going to let that take away from this movie. Great movie. Sure. Everybody does it. I'm not even saying that the guys who made Fresh did it on purpose. Or not did it on purpose, but like did it, you know, or started the, the, the fad of, of it happening in every fucking right. movie. But it happens way too much in um, in Hollywood these days, especially in their mysteries and their thrillers. It's like, guys, these are mysteries and thrillers. Don't give us all the information. Right. Stop. Whenever they have a main character acknowledge something in a setting that is going to clue you into how events will have to transpire for things to be resolved later, yeah. it's too heavy-handed. Exactly. You can show me the stuff. But don't show me the character acknowledging, acknowledging. Those, yeah, yeah, the yeah, stuff. Yeah. Let yeah. it let it happen. Also, on this note, you noticed it. Yeah, Fre- fresh. They noticed it. Yeah, fresh didn't do this, but other movies do. It's in the same line. Stop doing this too. Stop re, you know, reiterating things that have already been said. Like when someone says, "Hey, this thing is going to happen," and then thirty minutes later in the movie they go. Hey, this thing happened, and because that did, we're going to do this other thing. It's like, guys, we know the thing happened because we saw it happen. They don't need to say it. We saw it. You showed it to us. They don't need to say it again. Like, it happens all the time. And yeah. and it, it does make the viewer feel stupid. Maybe I'm just, like, too sensitive. <laughs> maybe I don't want to be I don't want to be treated that way. Or maybe I just think that the art will be better if yeah if more stuff is left up to interpretation yeah i think you're more upset with like what could have been that it would have felt more impactful you would have been more immersed and and brought in had those things not distracted you a little bit with the 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 veil of movie making occurring and that you have to get that this is connected to this and this means this yeah there there was a fair concern there was a time in in even hollywood where where this stuff didn't exist and yeah. and now it's it's rampant. It's everywhere. It's in every movie. There's callbacks. Well, yeah, to dialogue. They, um, the audience had to do some work, and now they really want to spoon feed a lot more, or to hold your what certain people that are more versed would want. Right. Right. You got a movie uh, like um, <sighs> like like Witch or The Lighthouse, right? Um, you know these great like independent filmmakers making these great low budget independent horror movies and yeah. you know it's it's all in your head it, as a viewer like it's it's right. your it's your experience it's your interpretation it's your w- viewing the art and it's it is, how do you like it right. um you know when i watch a marvel movie i don't get to I don't get to like it my way. I we all like it the same because it's the same right. for all of us because we don't have any choices, uh-huh. right? And, and, and I'm not uh, yep. trying to talk shit about Marvel movies; they're fine. It's just you know some anyway, anyway. Yeah, I, I've digressed a little <laughs> too much. Um, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that it was uh, it was near pitch perfect. I think that everything. The chemistry of the two leads was fantastic. And even all the other secondary characters, they were all good. Everyone was good. 
and the story that they told was just very well crafted and presented. All the twists, the the horror elements, the the gore of it, like the body horror of it, psychologically, what you'd be going through, the the turn. All of those aspects of it just heightened the whole experience, and it was such a unique story. As much as it referenced, you know, American Psycho, Freyla kind of guy, uh, I still think it was unique and on of his own accord. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I there it was just uh, felt like it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we've talked about it in the past, but I feel like we might have. Uh, there was a meta moment that occurred at the end of this movie in Paul's car on the on the on his stereo did you hear it he's listening to a rap song as he pulls the house and you just hear the lyrics and i was like listen i saw it on the first time every time i was like yep they definitely uh i can't tell all the lyrics of how they're characterizing this person but they mention army hammer and army hammer is the guy that was recently accused of having cannibalistic tendencies like how he fantasized with one of his girls that he'd like to eat her toe or something like it's just a kink you know yeah. like maybe not no one's accusing him of him actually eating a person right. but it kind of got out there that he was into like this sort of, and they have like this lyric on the rap song that paul's they mentioned something something like army hammer and i thought it was just a cool meta moment because it's reference to a guy that's accused of cannibalism for me, it was like a small little thing. I was like, I like that. It's, <laughs> it's really cool. Oh, that's great. I, I missed it. I wish I got it. <laughs> uh, I wish I could understand the rest of the lyrics. It's funny connections with what events were transpiring. Uh, but, you know, the those two montages, the title card, those decisions to be so in your face and confidently uh, yeah. telling those parts, oh, yeah. it just won me over instantly and then the actors just did and the cinematographer and the director just, just did, told the story and it was just awesome excellent work uh, it's yeah. uh for mimi cave uh to come from i think uh like one other thing that was not a short no this is her first feature yeah mimi Cave's dude first this feature. is this is the first feature are you fucking kidding me yeah and uh and for lauren khan also all shorts except for abiza um, so this is her second feature as a writing credit. Um, so for these two to to, Unreal. to knock it out of the park, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what comes next. Fuck um, yeah. Sign me I, up. Yeah. I will be looking forward to whatever they come up because yeah. it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm giving this movie uh, a solid nine. I 100% agree. It's yeah. uh, I would rewatch this. I would people. Yeah. I'll have fun every single time. Yeah, I've already watched it twice, and I will probably watch it a third time soon and show, showing it to some friends. Uh, so yeah, this is a, this is a, it's a good party movie because it's like there's not too much gore, and once again, it's like the it's so funny. The music is so good. Um, yeah, as you said, the, the the couple of montages with just like Sebastian Stan, like, it's like just doing great stuff. Like the first one, he's yeah. chopping up a leg. The second one, he's you know he's running, um, and then I guess there's another one, but the third one doesn't really have music where he's like preparing the dinner. Um, yeah, like and you're just like you need those breaks, especially when he's like so comedic about it, and it, yeah. it's 
you're having fun during the movie. Yeah. It's dark. It's like that that comic relief character that would sometimes be in, in used sometimes where they lighten the mood of all heavy yeah. kind of stuff. It's yeah. Yeah, it's I feel perfect. I feel like I would you know I would not eat human ever, but I would hang out with this this guy Steve. <laughs> You know, like when you watch, cool. like when you watch the movie, you're oh, like, you're like, oh, and yeah. I feel totally comfortable. He doesn't eat dudes; they don't taste as good. So I right, right. He says they yeah, eats women. That's that's the market, and plus they taste better. Awesome. <laughs> All cool. right. Well, um, longest episode ever, episode twelve. Um, good job, Fresh. Uh, you know, keeping us talking. Fuck yeah. Um, for oof, over an hour and a half, just on Fresh. Um, solid nine. Def- I guarantee, fresh. If well, I don't think it'll be the best horror of the year, but I guarantee it will not get knocked out of the top five. And if it does, yeah. if it does, this will be an amazing year for horror. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so viewers, we do not have next week picked out. So not yet. Maybe, maybe. Oh, you know, we'll definitely announce it on the Twitter. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Absolutely. Beneath. Um, We've been talking about uh, doing some, like, special episodes where we do some old school stuff or maybe we do some, like, favorites here or there. And Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think we have any new releases unless we can somehow get Studio 66 or 666 because it's not playing in our towns. Um, oh, it's not in yours anymore. No. It was in mine, but I I didn't see it. No, it never it never came to Oniana. So oh, okay. Um, so I you know unless we'll see. Yeah, I've got something in my back pocket, and we'll see if we can combine things. All right. Well, once again, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, this is the podcast for the recently deceased. I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. Take care, and we'll see you next week.